you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino the Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and see if they've influenced his work and to see what they're all about. Basically, I just enjoy watching these movies. And there will be spoilers. Today, I am joined by Jennifer Upton, author of the book Japanese Cult Cinema. J.M. Upton is an emerging author, genre film critic, and an experienced ghostwriter. Japanese cult cinema is her first book, an American non-werewolf, I like that part, in London with a background in broadcasting and film. She wrote her dissertation for the Center for Film and Media Studies at the University of London School of Oriental and African Studies and received her MA in Japanese Studies. As a ghostwriter, she works with people from all walks of life, including charity workers, the disabled film directors, business people, actresses, immigrants, housewives, and former members of the military. She's a member of the Society of Authors and the Alliance of Independent Authors. She also works as an editor, proofreader, and book coach. Welcome, Jennifer. That was a lot. So much that I read that you were like, let me take a drink of coffee. Let me go yeah. to the restroom. I'll come back. Let me... so, yeah. Thank you for having me, Phil. You're welcome. That's, no problem. I love this podcast. I love it, the Dawn of the Dead episode. It was great. Well, thank you. That's what's interesting with the podcast is that I don't know. I look at the numbers, but you don't know how many people are listening or sometimes maybe the numbers are just 30 seconds of somebody being like, oh, I'm out. And then sometimes you think, well, you know, if I'm not diving deep enough or people going to go, oh, I didn't, you know, but I think a lot of it is you just like the conversation. It's like I said about, so you friended me on Facebook and, yeah. and guy, I don't know about you girls, us guys will get like these girl, a girl will pop up, but she'll be in a bikini. So you kind of know it's a bikini yeah, top. Yeah. That's her thing. And yeah. then you go to click on it. There's nothing there. Right. You know, it's whatever. And you're like, bullshit. And you get rid of it with you. I was like, what's what's this? What's this whore want? That's what I said. And uh, no. <laughs> no, it's cool. And then, <laughs> no. And then I and I saw your book and I saw these movie stuff and I was like, OK, no, she legit. All right. And then all of a sudden I get this uh, thing. And that's one time I had this girl was like somebody on Instagram or something was like and I thought they were legit said, OK, then they're writing me. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm just, you know, and I know it's oh, yeah. bullshit, but I'm like, I'm good. I'm just doing yeah. something. Oh, well, why don't you do it? And I'm like, okay, look, I'm done. Like, you know, cause I don't know you and you're trying to have a conversation with me. You know, you yeah. and I are different. I go, Oh, you were on this episode, Killdozer. What's that about? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then you were like, Hey, you know, you want to, can I be on your show? And I was like, yes, please. Um, because <laughs> yeah, like, I came to you via Sam Panico. I'm being yeah. about movies, which so. it was cool. Cause he's in, I, I bought her book. Everybody buy her book, uh, Japanese cult cinema. 
And I started reading it. And then I'm like, oh, BNS movies is in there. His website's like on the digital yeah. copy, his website's there. Um, but it was it's cool because then then that's what I was getting at. You can meet some stranger, but you're like, oh, you like movies? Like, oh, what did you think of that? You know, and you can just have a discussion and you just, you know, I don't care about your political views, but you know, you nope. like this movie. But then if you don't like road games, then we're gonna have a fight or you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Or like, um, I but it's it's the other thing of these people who've been on who I don't know, who I'm like, hey, we had a great conversation before you and I did it, though. I was like, hey, what's your number? But you don't have to give it to me, but here's mine. And you yeah. were like, here's my number. Then yeah. right after that, uh, Paul Rollins from the, he's on the Video Archives fan page, but he's also got his own alternate. Uh, yes, yes. Video archive. He's in Japan and he wrote me and he was like, he's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, can I get your number? Now, Japan is different than the England phone number, yeah, the London stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. and luckily you wrote me on the text. So I, so that automatically put in there. Him, I'm trying to type nine plus nine, five, eight, yeah. rope, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I told him, yeah. I go, no, we'll just do Facebook Messenger. That'll work. Exactly, yeah. But it's interesting because now I got Sam's number. I can text him, I can text you. I can, you know, yeah. and so it's really cool. Dave, who's going to be on next week, I can text him, you know, so it's pretty neat to meet all these people. And like I told you off mic about when Chip was like, I'm done. I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? I did two yeah. shows by myself. I did Madman, which was fun. And mm. um, Hammerhead, which was fun too. And I can find the, I can make myself go by myself. I'm my only child. I can be like, okay, and read all <laughs> about it and uh, have uh, arguments with myself. So, uh, so that worked. But then after that, everybody, okay, I'll be on. And now it's weird because I had all of, november scheduled and now i got a little bit of december scheduled so it's like okay like this is kind of cool so this is very cool yeah but uh but thank you all that to say thank you i guess thank you um did you want to tell us about uh, more about yourself before i get to these added comments that we had from uh switchblade sisters um yeah no you pretty much covered it um basically yeah i um used to live and work in los angeles um in worked in television for a really long time mm -hmm. and then decided I wanted to go back to school and the best place to study Japanese cinema happens to be in England at that time. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Some of the people that wrote the books live and teach here. Oh, wow. So I ended up coming here and then I thought I was just going to be here for a year mm -hmm. and I've been here for 12. Wow. So it must be nice there then. <laughs> It's it is. It's London's really cool. So I was gonna say, and are you in London proper or are you in like I, one of those? Yeah, I live in Wimbledon, which is oh, okay. in the southwest part of London. Yeah. Um, but it's 20, 20 minutes to Waterloo where oh, okay. um the London Eye is. And yeah. every time I go on the tube down the Tottenham Court Road station, that's the tube station from American World in London. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, when I first moved here, it was still it still looked the way it did in the film. And mm -hmm. a few years ago, they gutted it and rebuilt it. So it doesn't oh, look the same anymore. Don't you hate that? Oh. Um, but it's still the end of it. If you stand at the top and stare down, you'll still yeah. see that viewpoint from that one shot in the film. Yeah. You know, I assure That's... you, this is not funny at all. And I yeah. always think about that when I ride oh. that particular subway um, and other 
other things. I've visited the Slaughtered Lamb, the pub. Oh, where they yeah, filmed the, yeah. Where they made the movie. That's out in the suburbs, out in the countryside. Um, That's cool. Really nice little place. Um, that would be cool, though, it, to go there on like a weird foggy night and be like, it's kind yeah. of creepy. I need to get to my car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of these days I'd like to drive out and see um, the mansion that they used in Night of the Demon or Curse of the Demon. Um, oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you need to see that. Oh, okay. it's 1950s. Uh, Dana Andrews. Excellent film. That is weird. Uh, Sam Panico just put out on his thing. And then I noticed it was like five bucks on Apple and I almost bought it. It was Dana Andrews and Joan, uh, not Joan, Elizabeth Taylor. And it was uh, Elephant Walk. And I was like, oh, my God, like, no, maybe yeah. it wasn't Sam Panico. Maybe it's somebody else. now that I think about it. Yeah, now yeah. that I saw the blank look on your face. It was yeah. like imprint cinema or somebody. And but mm -hmm. I was like five bucks. Like I should get like I love Dana Andrews. Yeah, you'll love this movie that you will. But guaranteed. It's, it's interesting where we just had last week. Somebody said that they were uh, Switchblade Sisters, the where they were having the burger shop where mm -hmm. you know, they were. She, he said that's still like I go and have my food there, my lunch there every once in a while, like right yeah. there. And he goes, it's yeah. in Eagle Rock where. Oh, yeah. Dogs Cafe is. And I'm like, yep. I'm planning on going to Reservoir Dog. You know, that's one that hasn't changed. You go inside there, no. it still looks the same. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm planning on going there, but it would be cool to go find this. Even if the burger place changed, you could still. It's like I just watched Car Wash for the first time last year. And I was like, oh, does this Car Wash still exist? No, it got tore down. It's not no. right there. Yeah. Yeah. But something that is cool. Uh sorry we're on a tangent but no it's all right filming locations <laughs> I'm, I'm apologizing to the audience um mm -hmm. is that uh remember uh um eight million ways to die and they mm -hmm. have that final shootout up on that it's like trolley cars that go up that hill yes yeah and then they had it in bosch recently and i'm like oh it does it's still there like that's it's cool still there. But, yeah so yeah um, but yeah, yeah that's cool but other than that london is pretty cool here i mean other than the weather yeah it's terrible most of the time but it's, it's fine it's the history it. of it but then it's also something <laughs> like that that reminded me of my friend when i was planning on going to europe it was me and my friend were going to backpack through europe and then she kept re-signing up for the navy and then end up i met my wife <laughs> and never going to europe unless we stay in a posh hotel um <laughs> but we were gonna go i was like oh we should go to stonehenge maybe and my buddy's like yeah Dude, really I went cool. there. He goes, I went there when I was 25. We went backpacking through Europe. He goes, it took longer to drive there in the bus than yeah. it. And then you get there and it's kind of like, you know, vacation where they're like, okay, we saw it's a hole in the ground, Grand Canyon. All right. You know, and I was like, yeah, but, you know, same thing with, I think then you go from there a little further for the sound of music, like the hills and stuff. Yeah. But, there's some people who are like, no, I want to go for the history of it. You know, I want to yeah, go for, yeah. you know, um, same thing with, I think Liverpool, I think, but I don't know, maybe not. They had the original bar that the Beatles played in. I yep, think they haven't I've, changed. I've that been yet. there. I've had so, a bite there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. took my mom there. She came out to visit. She's a huge McCartney fan. So mm. we took her to the cavern and she was just loving every minute of it. It was, that's it's, cool. Liverpool's an awesome city if you love live music which i do yeah that's my other love film yeah. and live music and liverpool's a definite if i ever have to leave london liverpool would be 
yeah on my short list of places oh, that wow. i would live in yeah. the united kingdom for sure that's cool yeah. it's interesting too because uh at least here in the states and maybe sometimes you guys over there where i've lived in arizona all my life for 52 years and there's things that there's a uh, fort from you know the civil war whenever like out there that i've never been to like you know yeah and I there's know. certain yeah. things that you go i should go explore more of that stuff or yeah. you know my yeah. friend went and saw the icbms that they have like down by tucson that are you know but you can oh, see yeah all the old, that's right all the, the old the stuff yeah. yeah and and they have all the control panels and everything are still there and it's really neat but yeah. okay let's get to these added yeah, sorry. we can I'm... just keep talking no it's me and <laughs> sam had a three-hour yeah i know so. it was a long one thank you guys um, these are some added comments from last week for okay. uh, Switchblade Sisters. Kurt Marcucci from the Video Archives podcast fans page wrote, quote, proof that you don't need a big budget or A-list actors to, in order to make a timeless film, end quote. Mm. And also Russell Wassler from Alternate Video Archives Facebook page wrote, quote, Jerry Martinez of Video Archives art for this poster for the Rolling Thunder re-release. So that like that white poster with the, you know, I love those mm -hmm. drawing. Like there's a whole documentary, I think, on the guy that did the Empire Strikes Back poster and like yes. all of those, yes. um, which are great. And then I got a I just ordered a uh, Once Upon a Time in the West poster. I have it, but it's like a painting of it's like that brown one with all their faces on it and the train mm -hmm. and everything. It's really cool. I haven't put it up yet. I'm going to put that up. And then I got a thing, Japanese thing poster coming mm -hmm. so it's like snow oh excellent got all yep. their faces across it with x's on oh, their nice. faces it's really nice <laughs> um so that'll be coming um but rate and review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and i don't have any tarantino talks about this movie i looked it up and yeah, I, couldn't I couldn't find, find any anything. either but we know that this is the biggest movie out of all the movies we do and when I came out with the show, it wasn't necessarily for to die to be like, oh, did he copy? Did he not? It's more for like, I want to get what he got out of it and expand my movie knowledge and be like, oh, wow, that was cool. Or Hammerhead's cool. Or, OK, I could see. And on this one, though, I think is the most that he borrowed from in all. I haven't watched all the rest of these movies and there's more that I don't yeah. even have on my list. But this is yeah. one that, you know, it's this a is shot the one. Of, shot of them looking down at her yep the shot yep. of you know the um the blood on the snow the you know just everything, everything. it's not um, everything but yeah, there's yeah. i have a long list here of yeah this is definitely the one that he kind of obsessed over you can yeah. see it and you could see but what's cool about him that i've always said i can't I couldn't watch a movie and then be like, let me change that. My thing would be, let me get a little bit of escape from New York and a little bit of maybe kill uh, this movie. Uh, mm -hmm. And then maybe a little bit of, you know, I would do that and I would have, you know, I would have the beats or the plot maybe kind of resemble that kind of thing, but change it. Yeah. Him, he can be like, I'm going to take this, but make Oren young like i did think about this it would have been cool to follow her as an eight-year-old or 15-year-old when she first yes. was badass yes. follow her that way going to like unassuming they'd be like who's this little girl pop, 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 pop. and she'd stab yeah, exactly yeah and i have not read the manga 
because Lady Snowblood was based on a manga. Right. um, Written by the same guy who did um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. And that was a manga before, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dude, and this guy may write us more he, shit. Come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I know, I know. He, it, it's amazing, and obviously, those two manga alone are still giving us new material today. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Mandalorian is Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know, the Lady Snowblood became Kill Bill, so we're yeah. still reaping the benefits of these two manga by this yeah. one person whose name escapes me. I apologize. I, I have him on our notes, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh crazy. It's, it's crazy that that guy wrote both of those things. It's interesting yeah. too, for me, I don't like period pieces. This is why I've taken oh. so long to watch Barry Lyndon that I've never seen the only, I think Kubrick that I haven't seen. Um, But then like this, I can watch this. I can watch these samurai movies yep. all day, every day, but there's something about like, you know, I haven't seen Age of Innocence. I haven't seen this one. I haven't seen mm-hmm. uh, what's that other one? The, the Michelle Pfeiffer one. Um, is that the one? Or am I? Or is yeah. It, was she in Age of Innocence? No, I can't one. remember. I don't care for those. Yeah. But I love Japanese period films. Yeah. I love G. Yeah. Daigeki. It's, it's, exactly. it's, I saw one yeah. called uh, Go. Uh, go. Ah, I'm going to fuck it up. But anyway, I saw one that was really good. It was directed real well. Goyokin. Oh yeah. Hideo Gasha from 1969. Mm-hmm. And oh, and everybody, this Japanese cult cinema book that she wrote is from like what the late 90s to yeah. The yeah, subtitle is quite long. Um, films from the second golden age, selected essays and reviews. And I refer to the 90s into the early 2000s as the second golden age because yeah. in the 60s, a lot of Japanese, a lot of the greatest films ever made in yeah. that nation were made, made and distributed and... globally. Yeah. And, you know, one at the Venice Film Festival, one the Golden Lion and all these things. And then it kind of got quiet mm-hmm. as far as the accessibility of these films in, in the 70s and 80s. You get drips and drabs here and there, but the 90s, it came roaring through again and largely because of Tarantino. It, I was going to say that's interesting because Chinese cinema did that too. Like they it had did. this explosion yep. because of him yep. talking about John Woo and then everybody yep. and then Chinese fat exploding. Yep. So he was like, let's make all these. Yeah. And then also the, um, but then interesting, like then they do in China, they do Infernal Affairs. And then yeah. Martin Scorsese says, I'm going to do The Departed. And you go, oh, but I like it was called Infernal Affairs when I saw it. Yeah, they are. They're Those two good. are ones that hold up. And I've heard that with The Ring. I haven't seen Ringu, but it's, The Ring and Ringu, they say those are ones that are both good yes. for their own reasons. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that period of time, especially if you lived in a bigger city in the United States, you could go to the cinema and see yeah. Ringu. Yeah. It was well, like in a, a subtitled version. It was yeah. like, this is great. This is a great time to be into this stuff. Was that was the 90s and, and into the 2000s. That's um, what... And it kind of died out a little bit. And then Korean cinema had its heyday. Yeah. It's kind of died out. Then French, the, the, the new French horror came through and there's yeah. always cycles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I wanted, and I wanted to focus this book because that was kind of my period of discovering it. Mm-hmm. getting really yeah. excited about it and this these are the films that made me want to go back to school and study more yeah yeah and and so 
Yeah, that's well, especially kinda... enough to to fly to London to be like, yeah. I'm going to dedicate <laughs> yeah. my life. Like it wasn't yeah. just like, I'm going to go take some college courses over here on, you know, years yeah. ago, I had wanted to become a professor. I wanted to be the guy that today we're going to watch Rear Window or Psycho and <laughs> yeah, talk about yeah. it. And then yeah. my wife's like, wait a minute, you want to go to school for eight years to become a professor. And by mm -hmm. then they'll still be doing what they're doing now is here. Watch this movie at home write us the thing and that's mm -hmm. it you know and i'm yeah. like very true very true so yeah, yeah, she would have yeah. me do her homework she'd be like here i'm supposed to watch i'm supposed to watch american in paris and i was like okay i've never seen it all right write me something okay, okay here's what it is yeah, yeah. cool oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah she asked me the yeah. other day do i have a passion what's my passion i go i don't know you like to sleep and watch murder shows and she's like yeah but maybe that's oh, not true good. crime said, no, yeah good. oh yeah. yeah we're big yeah. into true crime it's like oh we've seen this dateline oh we've seen this 2020 Oh, can I just digress here a little yes. bit? Cold Case Files mm -hmm. with Bill Curtis doing the voiceover. Uh -huh. I have a friend in LA and we still text each other and we're like, how long will it be before you hear the word, the words DNA or semen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then we like, go, oh, there it is. Three minutes in. <laughs> exactly. Bill Curtis had a great thing and, um, of great voice, but also the guy from Forensic Files, who I think he yeah. passed away too. But I was always like, I want that guy to narrate my funeral. Yes, like yes. Forensic... I want Bill Curtis to do my or, life. Or at least we could get. <laughs> did you know um, Matthew Perry's stepdad is Keith Morrison? The, Keith Morrison, and you're like, yeah. oh, shit. I love Keith Morrison. And last year, Keith <laughs> Morrison did like the night before Christmas all through the house. Oh, like, the did he? Thing, like oh. for free. He read it. I have and, to like, download that. Yeah, I'll I'll find it for you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're here about Sorry. Lady yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I, I do the same thing. Uh, yeah. Lady Snowblood, 1973. Yep. The plot, mm -hmm. Yuki's family is nearly wiped out before she is born due to the machinations of a band of criminals. These criminals kidnap and brutalize her mother, but leave her alive. Later, her mother ends up in prison with only revenge to keep her alive. She creates an instrument for this revenge by purposefully getting pregnant. Yuki never knows of a family, but only killing and revenge. Starring Miko Kaji as Yuki mm -hmm. Kashima, Lady Snowblood, and Mayumi. This kind of sucked that they put those together, but I guess I know why. But Mayumi was badass. Mayumi Mamura as young mm -hmm. Yuki. And it's like she should yeah. have her own title on Instagram, on uh, IMDb. Yeah, she should. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's um, great. Because I don't know if you know, is she did she continue to act in movies or was this I don't know. I did more research for this episode on Mako Kaji, okay, who had a very really interesting career, but I didn't have enough time to look into any of the other a uh, couple of the other actors, but not the little girl. I found, she was great. I yeah. found she was really she was like as good, almost as good, not as good, but the little girl in Kill Bill is like badass, like that plays her daughter. You're like yeah. this girl. Oh, is, yeah. yeah. Good as a girl yeah. from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're like, oh, my God, yep. this girl's nailing it. Yeah. But uh, Miko Kaji, which you say it different because you're the Japanese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, she's also from the female prisoner Scorpion series. Scorpion movies. And prior to that, she mm -hmm. actually acted under a different name. She worked for Nakatsu Studios. Um, she made several films as Masako Ota before changing her name to Mako Kaji. Oh, wow. um, and after that, she was in the Stray Cat Rock films. 
Which and I didn't good. know that until Sam wrote us on the comments about that. And I was like, oh, I didn't know she was in that. Now I got to watch. Yeah, it. she's in those. Um, and then Nikatsu in 1971 switched from making like mainstream films to making Roman porn films. Oh, she wasn't into all that. Well, they're mm. softcore, but right, the, the, right. the the the, the subgenre is Romano porno in, in Japanese. Mm. Oh, um, okay. So she jumped ship and she went over to Toei and she did the female convicts scorpion series um and then while she was on a break or a hiatus there's some controversy about how she was allowed to make a toho film while under contract to toei but mm. they did they let her go oh, and do the lady snowblood films i wonder if it's like um like you know you hear that about um dang it it's a main big movie with fred with uh, clark gable and claudette colbert um, uh, the night was made in like 32. It's a comedy, but with that, they were lent out to, yes, they were like, yes. sure, you guys can have them. And then the yeah. movie did gangbusters and they made all kinds of money. And they were like, wait a yeah. minute, yeah. maybe we should put yeah. them together in movies. Yeah. Um, Japanese, the Japanese studio system in the sixties and seventies was very similar to old Hollywood. Oh, the wow. way it, put people on contract like there's that a guy true. in lady snowblood who is in lots of other toho films i recognize him and i googled him I said, oh he was in godzilla versus mechagodzilla you know so yeah in that period of time you'll see people just pop up in little small supporting roles because it happened one night contract. is the name of that big movie yes it happened one night. yes yes yeah, i noticed yeah. that with my shaw brothers that like somebody be they Same. went yeah. off to taiwan and did a movie in taiwan mm -hmm. and then came yeah. back and you know you're like hey i know that guy yeah exactly um but meiko kaji she's a big star in japan but she should have been bigger I think because she did genre films, she was never. Oh yeah, she could never kind of break out. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, and she was a huge a, singing star. She was a huge singing star. Yeah. So yeah, um, but her, in my opinion, everything that I've seen her in, including Lady Snowblood, her power is in her eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she acts with her eyes, and you yeah. put the camera on her, and it's like you can tell what she's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Whether she's upset or or just. I want yeah, to kill this she, bastard or, or yeah. When she's know. staring across at him at the gambling, yeah. I'm like, Oh, she wants oh. him fucking dead. And yeah. then when she uh, has that look of uh, she has a look in her, on her face, but in her eyes when he's like, Oh yeah, he's still alive. And yeah. my dad, but she's like, I'm fucking ready. Like I'm going to go get him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. But, she's um, great. Um, She, and she was like that. In the Scorpion films, too. She's just got a great yeah. face. The camera loves her face. And, and those are ones I'd like to go revisit those because I saw them back yeah. like after Pulp Fiction, after you read like Quinter. Same. Then I went yeah. and saw all of them and I'm like, those yeah. are great. But now I'm like, yeah. I need it. same thing with when Honor. Uh, oh, Honor, Battles Without Honor, Honor and, and Humanity. Yeah. Oh, so I went out, rented all yeah. and watched them all. And then I'm like, I need to go spend more time with them because I watched them so yeah. fat. Like I ordered them from Netflix on DVD watch yeah. them all but then yeah. you would forget by the time the next dvd came out wait a minute what story you know that those films very similarly to the female convict scorpion films are almost like a soap opera mm -hmm. where you follow one or two or three characters through yeah the series of films yeah yeah um and they're all people say i've heard people say oh they're a bit if you've seen one you've seen them all said, yes but they're all good yeah yeah it's it's you can't like complain about the quality 
it's like it's, in your book when you were talking about Gamera, which I was like, oh, I need to dive into these now. But oh, Gamera. The, yeah, yeah. Gamera. Sorry. Gamera. Mm-hmm. Gamera. It's a, it's a, uh, there you go. I've been <laughs> schooled again, um, which is good. Um, but where you were like, this movie isn't good. But the way you talked it up was like, but still see it. Those three see them together. But, yeah. you know, the first two are really good. But the third one, you know, which yeah. something that I was going to say that I said off mic was something I learned from your book was that Steven Seagal has his daughter that was yes. in the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, she was in a movie in 1999. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, so. yeah. She's really good, too. She's she's oh. I don't believe he had anything to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like, oh, just take her yeah. away. And was she. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get I don't know how old she was, but was she she's a teenager she in born the when film. he was living there and then he left and he yes, left her there. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And then he peaced out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I got my she, her mom raised money. her. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, probably for the you best. You do see a little bit of a resemblance. You do see a yeah. little resemblance. You got a ponytail and uh, some. He does. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but she's yeah. she's a teenager. She's a young lady um, yeah. in all the those films and and by the third film she's like young adult yeah and she's yeah. not in the third one as much but she's a really good actress i yeah. like and i think a lot of people over in japan a lot of actors end up doing a lot of television mm-hmm. which was the that's, same with meiko kaji um, that's what, they end like up sam, going and doing all the dramas and the you know yeah well and sam stuff, sam so. was telling me about in case everybody forgot because it was a three-hour episode about charles bronson like they don't know charles bronson as mr majestic they know him as the guy that does a cologne and it's like, what? That's like, tr- that's, you know, Cause yeah, he does yeah. commercials. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but a little something here also about. Um, Miko. I got here on Mako. Um, yes. She um, was good friends with the director of Lady Snowblood. They met on another film mm-hmm. when she was still over at one of the other studios and they clicked um and i f- again forget the name of the director apologies oh, i have it um, here it's uh toshiba yeah. toshiba toshiba uh, yeah, yeah 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 fujita and he um when the script was written he wasn't sure he wanted to do it mm-hmm. and apparently the rumor is that kenji fukusaku read the script mm-hmm. and he said to him if you don't make this movie i will yeah because the I script is that. great yeah and which could you imagine this movie oh, wouldn't have held up with some other director like you know like this guy does so good i haven't looked up what else he did but this movie has such a style to it and such you know it's yeah. amazing um a lot of the technical i have a list here of the technical similarities mm-hmm. that let me get you through see... this let me get through the cast and then oh, sorry. Okay. No problem. I just yep, I've yep. been held up on this uh, Konishimura as Dokai, mm-hmm. the priest. Oh yes, yes. I didn't do many because I I had forgot who was in what and what parts played who. So I only did that him and then Toshio Kurosawa as Ryu Ashio. Uh the writer. Ryu yeah, Rei. Ashio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then written by Norio Asada, based on mm-hmm. Lady Snowblood by Kazuo. Koik or Koki? Koike. Koike. Kazuo. Kamamura. What's funny, when I write these on my notes in my mm-hmm. on my computer, it underlines everything in red. And sometimes if I don't notice, 
it'll change something. So when I'm yeah. reading my notes and I'm like, oh, that did autocorrect. Wait a minute. Yeah. This one I had to make sure everything was underlined in red and it was written <laughs> yeah. right. Okay. And then directed by Toshiba Fujita. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to get to listener opinions or do you have? Uh, yeah, I mean, go you ahead. You have more to say whenever you're ready. No, no, go right ahead. All right. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you got to have an opinion. Not really a song. It's more, uh, you know, John Travolta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so Giorgio Marauder, not Marauder, not the music guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giorgio Marauder yeah. um, from Twitter wrote, quote, a lot less pretentious than the two, 2003 Tarantino remake. End quote. Ooh, yeah. So I was like, I didn't think it. Some people think that I, I kind of no. thought that when I read the book for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that he was kind of like, let me throw out my knowledge, you know? And, but I kind of felt the same way reading Stephen King's 112263, where he's like, here's everything that happened and the JFK assassination. And you're like, well, no, yeah. that is stuff that people need to know. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Quentin saying, like, here's who Cliff likes to watch, you know, curious yeah. color yellow. I am curious yellow. And mm -hmm. this is why. And yeah. with this, I can see other people. I'm not picking on you, Giorgio, um, but other people who I listen to these uh, ladies guide to dude cinema, which they've mm -hmm. changed now. They're going to be somebody else. But um, and they talked about, oh, like if I don't know this thing, what this is coming from now, am I an idiot? Because I don't know that this is from Lady Snowblood. It's like, no, he's putting all of his love into things. Yes. And hopefully it makes you then want to go out and be like, oh, my God, where did he get that? Or like me, sometimes yeah. you're watching something and something clicks and you're like, oh, my God, like that's from, you yeah. know, that's from hand yeah. uh, hand of uh, say karate movie, the, you know, when it goes red and it goes on his face. Woo! Not the iron side, but it's another music anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another I, one I mean, can't yeah. think. Of it, no, but... I've always thought of Quentin Tarantino as the ultimate. Generation X filmmaker, because he speaks our language. Yeah. Those of us who were only children. Yeah. Were raised by films yeah, and yeah. and he wants to share the films that he loves with all of us yes yeah exactly and um and are you an only child because i'm an only child Who's... i am yes uh, i am so <laughs> um but yeah i've never felt i know there's a fine line between homage and right and you know, bla a blatant ripoff where blatant but i think but... what he does is different enough and entertaining yeah yeah, yeah. and it's not fully this. It's not that exact shot from Kill Bill from yeah. Lady Snowblood, but they're tighter and yep. inside instead of outside and, you know, all that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Cinema Recall then responded to that with, quote, I never thought of Kill Bill to be a remake of Lady Snowblood, but I can see that Tarantino pays homage and tributes to it and other movies throughout. He's like a DJ who samples various films and mixes them into a great album, end quote. Correct. Yeah. And then Cinema Recall on Twitter wrote, quote, it's a gritty tale of revenge most may dismiss as exploitive. Iconic battles and the songs that were featured in Kill Bill have much more weight here. It's a movie I enjoyed watching, but only was able to see it once. Oh, you should see it more than once. Mm. Um, I've seen it three times. The mm -hmm. song is good because just like I listen to, excuse me, sorry. I listen to the Desperado soundtrack and Tony Banderas sings that song in the beginning. And you're like, I wish I knew 
what the words were. And on this, you listen to the song on Kill Bill. You're like, that's a beautiful song. And then you watch it and you can see all the words and you're like, oh, wow, that's so heavy, so deep, so awesome. Yeah, there's two of Mako Kaji songs. That's what Sam says. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Urami, that one and the Bushi female. and Flowers of Carnage. Yeah. Yeah. And Robo Pulp on Twitter wrote, quote, I like it, but not as much as Female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. Okay. Such a unique combo of sleaze, romance, and revenge with these highly theatrical moments, end quote. Mm -hmm. Cinemigos on Twitter wrote, quote, great film, lots of stuff taken from this film get put into Kill Bill. If you like a badass female protagonist, this is one to check out, end quote. Rebastian on Instagram wrote, amazing movie, end quote. Handsome Post Cinema Punk on Instagram wrote, quote, I love this movie along with the many inspirations for Kill Bill. This movie was gateway for me to Mako. See, I almost said Miko. I correct myself. I learned. Look, I'm learning. Uh, Mako Kaji. I think a Mako, that movie with uh, what's the name? Um, the Mako, yeah. Mako Kaji and the female prisoner Scorpion films. Motostrom23 on Instagram wrote, I was today years old when I learned this was a movie. Now I really want to see it. Smiley face. Then he added after he saw it, 1970s Kill Bill used a truck ton of fake blood. Not terrible. So I guess he didn't like it as much. Okay. But I think sometimes okay. sometimes there's people who don't. But then there's sometimes you need to watch a couple times. It's like mm -hmm. I said about like, let's say Switchblade Sisters. Yeah. I watch it the first time because I heard about it from Quentin. He put it out on Rolling Thunder's picture. I watch it and I'm like, this is bad acting. I don't like it. It's horrible. And I had the poster. I ended up getting rid of the poster. Now I wish I had the poster. It was a Rolling Thunder release mm -hmm. poster because I was working at the video store. And now, nice. uh, now I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so badass. Like it hits yeah. you with those things kind of like this one does. He's my father. Boom, boom. And the camera pans. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, Tis Morgan on Instagram wrote, quote, what a beautiful song and what a beautiful voice. Three hand clap emojis. Mm -hmm. Scheme Richards, he's a DJ. Uh, he travels to Japan all the time. He'll, he's like mm -hmm. lives here, but all of a sudden he'll have a, he'll be like going to Japan. He's in Japan, like, Ugh, you know, spinning envy. records. I'm like, oh, it's so I cool. Envy him. <laughs> um, wrote, quote, definitely enjoy it and have given multiple views. Mako Kaji is my favorite queen outside of Pam Greer, end quote. Mm -hmm. Justin yeah. Baker on I know I, when, when he wrote that, I was like, oh, my God, that's so uh -huh. right. Justin Baker on Video Archives podcast fans page wrote, quote, is there someone who is doing a podcast about Roger Avery? So that wasn't really about the movie, but because mine's called Making Tarantino, he was like, oh, is there somebody doing a, you know, making what? Roger Avery. And I said, I've thought about it. But okay. um, yeah, um, Scott Crosher from the Church of Tarantino podcast on the Making Tarantino, the podcast Facebook page wrote, quote, this is an amazing film that was a huge inspiration uh, Tarantino drew from drew from when creating Kill Bill. It's one of those films that should be watched and deserves to be called a classic, end quote. Mm. And he's one I was on his show. He does like um, Under the Influence. And so we did that in Doll Squad for Kill Bill Volume One. And right. uh, so it was in, it was fun. And then our buddy Sam Panico from BNS about movies wrote me an email, but everything that you already told me. So we'll just throw this out. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mako Kaji is truly the goddess of women's revenge films. 
where Christina Lindbergh showed promise and poise as she destroyed everyone in her path and they call her one eye. Mako showed her an almost otherworldly power in an all of the in all of the Stray Cat Rock series, the female prisoner scorpion films, and then two Lady Snowblood films. In fact, to get this cast ready for what Kill Bill was all about, Quentin Tarantino supposedly made them watch these films. You can mm-hmm. see the inspiration for Kill Bill directly in the ways that Lady Snowblood hops time and space, showing you the story of a heroine's life in a nonlinear fashion. The theme song to this movie, Shora Nohana, and the theme to Female Convict Scorpion series, Urami Bushi, mm-hmm. are both, did I say that right? Are both yeah. in mm-hmm. Kill Bill as well. Uh, Meiko Kaji forever. So Yeah, I'm going to take what he said one yeah. word uh-huh. he used the word otherworldly you know yeah. that's super interesting and mm-hmm. relevant to lady snowblood because she's not she is a human but she's raised to be yeah a demon yeah um, which and, it's a, a Buddhist like her demon. mom her mom is like she will get my revenge like she will get my vengeance yeah. when i die it'll go right into her and it's right. like right oh, um yeah. and the legend says um mm-hmm. basically the japanese title of lady snowblood is shura no hime which means the princess of carnage mm-hmm. um and asura or asura demon from buddhist mythology um is a god of war it lives and breathes for battle they love combat they love destroying things they have enormous egos um they have attitude they know they're better than everybody else at what they do which is killing yeah and they have no patience for anyone who can't step up yeah um so she's meant to be somewhat not human in this film even though technically she is human um well and and then it's that the, thing. It's that thing. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's that no, thing no, when okay. she, after the revenge, she thinks is all done. She's kind of living a normal life. She's not on, you know, yeah. on her watch, watching her six. She's just walking down the street and yeah. that guy goes by. She doesn't even notice him maybe going by because she's focused on maybe her new boyfriend or whatever. Right, and then when yeah. he tells her she's back on the clock, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and her name, Yuki in the film means it's typically the, what I could find about that is that it's typically a gender neutral name given to babies born in winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously snow, yeah. the whole thing. Um, I was, I was thinking that as well. Again, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, no, no, it's okay. uh, I don't want you to forget what you're going to read. Um, but um, it's a thing where I was watching it. I go, this is like Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. I can watch it in Christmas. This is a Christmas movie. You exactly. Know? <laughs> and, and then the other thing of um, the, uh, she's like the, the girl in the prison says, oh, this is why you wanted a strong boy. Yeah. Now, could you imagine if they made, if the writer made this a boy, the writer of the manga made it a boy, like it wouldn't be the same. It'd be your stereotypical John Wick, no. like all that. It yeah. makes so much difference with this girl. It's just yeah. like when you saw the movie kick ass for the first time or read the comic and you were mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, this little girl kicks ass. Like she's badass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like um, they made, they should have made more movies with this character or yeah. Because you could kind of see like her, 
maybe at some point she settles down and has a daughter of her own. You, mm-hmm. you don't know. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, let's go there. Yeah. You know, in the same way that I wish, although I don't think it'll ever happen on, on screen, I'm hoping that when Tarantino starts writing novels, which he said yeah. he's going to do, that he yeah. will continue the, Kill the Bill story of, three. Yeah. of Bibi and the Bride. Because yeah. at some point, Bibi will realize, hey, you killed dad. Yeah. And then dad tried to kill you. And my whole legacy is one of violence. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. where's that going to go? Yeah. Yeah. And you then know? Bernita Green's daughter shows up. And exactly. Then, I, exactly. I don't know where I'm, you know, my mom is bad. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's, there's definitely a parallel there. Um, yeah. I'm not saying, but there's not one character in Kill Bill that is Yuki from Lady Snowblood. Right, you get a little right. bit of Oren, a little bit of the bride. It's yeah. more. In yeah edges yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah yeah it's, yeah it's yeah and it's um, the it's a thing of you know her eye you can see how he uses uma's eyes like in the fight in the yeah. house of blue leaves like yeah. you know it's yes. you know it's really good not and maybe the whole not as good end as scene Mako, in the garden yeah. yeah yeah you know it's all from lady yeah. snowblood and and yeah. i didn't i i was looking at um in lady snowblood her in that last finale she has mm-hmm. the butterflies on her kimono mm-hmm. and the thing about japanese kimono is everything means something oh yeah it's not just for decoration yeah so i looked up what do yellow butterflies mean mm-hmm. and they actually um they carry or are representative of the carrying the souls of the dead oh wow yeah so yeah she's obviously it's her mother on her kimono yeah yeah it's yeah. it's her family yeah, her legacy. mom her dad and her brother and, yeah and her brother yeah exactly yeah. so that's like a whole different there's a whole different reading of the film in you, terms of its design if you're a japanese person yeah it's it's that it's the fact that just movies in general i think i was talking last week to to uh the Vern about it where you know sometimes you got robert rodriguez People asked him one time at a thing for El Mariachi, oh, what'd you use the dog for? Did you have the dog on a motorcycle at the end to show that now he's become animalistic? And he's like, he's like, no, like Carlos had a dog. I thought he looked cool. I said, Carlos, let's use a dog, put him on a motorcycle. He's like, okay. He goes, sometimes a cigar is a cigar, you know, sometimes some of these movies are just movies, but this one you can see like the song means a lot. Yeah. The music, like everything, like all the stuff that they're doing is, you know, a lot. And I think with Japanese films, it's a lot like layered, like there's a lot more layered. Very much so. Even like, even in such a commercial films, like the Godzilla films, there's stuff Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. Where you go, Oh, well, like, yeah, like, like Rodan, and stuff like I don't really care for these new uh, United States made. You know, I only saw the first movie. one and I didn't like it enough to see. The In 2014, I remember we went to the theater. We we're like, OK, yeah. I understood this guy was from this other dead monster or whatever it's called. Yeah. And they showed up for a second. And people didn't like that. You didn't show Godzilla. Then they mm-hmm. do the second one and then they do the third one where he fights King Kong. And that's too. Mm-hmm. Hollywood now it was too much yeah yeah it was yeah. a good fight but it was too much and I even recently saw last year the 76 King Kong and I was like that was really good like yeah it, oh, yeah. it got shit on yeah. but it's pretty good it's um pretty but good. that's yeah. the thing where I like 
I like Mighty P. King Man. I like yeah. Rodan made me almost cry at the end when he's caught on fire and yeah. he's fallen. You're like, oh my gosh. Oh God, he's just but, trying to save his baby. <laughs> but it, it's it's a Shiro Honda trying to say yeah. like, here's what I got to say. And then there's yeah. other people who are like, oh, and it's the thing, like you said in your book, I'm trying to promote your book, um, is you. where you said it's, uh, it's a thing of something to say where I think people that get hired for like this new one reminded me of what you said, where they just cut out that it was a sequel to Godzilla, like 50, like the others never happened, yeah. like 54 yeah. and then 1999. Yeah, and, like the new Halloween movies, like yeah. those other ones never happened. Yeah. And it seems yeah. like this new one's going to be more more to say about the war, like it's right, yep. you know. And so it's going to be crazy and I can't wait to see it. Uh, There's so always a bit of not necessarily in their comedies, but in in genre films like Lady Snowblood or obviously the kaiju films, there's always a bit of melancholy mm -hmm. in the Japanese films. Yeah, even the That's, samurai films or, or Toshiro Mufun, like being sad in the beginning of Seven yeah, Samurai. Like, there's always a yeah. bit more going on there, whereas American films are, you know, not that they're not great, right? American right. action films, it, but there's there's much less emotional it's, stuff going on like, yeah it, no it's, i i get i'm i'm a sap and i cry at every little thing but it's the things with i've grown out of these marvel movies now I'm not even grown out i'm 52 but these i'm like no i don't i'm done you know yeah. maybe spider-man i'll go see another spider-man but yeah, yeah yeah but like i that feel the first same. that first captain marvel had a little bit of okay girls can be cool but then yeah. that last Avengers was all the girls being like, oh, now we've saved by this girl. Like, let's go get them, guys. Yeah. And you're like, she could have they could all took a break and they she could have beat them all up because she's yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? So it's, you know, it's the same thing. You I know. like the older films for me, like like Lady Snowblood, because the fact that she's a girl is incidental. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's obviously they do mention it. Oh, yeah. I want a boy. But it ended up working out better. Yeah. Yeah, that she was born a girl. Yeah, and that's the point. It's 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 and it's not and necessarily know, it's not as in your face with its yeah. feminism, but there's feminism in there. Yeah, yeah, because and and we all know that just, boys boys are flighty, and we'll just be like, wait, you want revenge for how many years? No, nah, I'm done. I gotta go. I'm gonna go somewhere. I'll go live my own life. Yeah, um, but no, it's uh, it's so good. All the stuff like. I mean, we could talk Japanese cinema, but all these older yeah. movies are so good and so powerful. Yes. And and even this one is like you you watch it. The more you watch it, the better it gets like those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. And like I said, I've seen it three times. I don't even own it. And that's sometimes where I go, maybe I should buy this movie. Like, I should yeah, I should, too. Yeah, I always watch it on, you know, streaming. But yeah, um, Criterion's print is perfection yeah i mean the the primary colors everything yeah. it's just great it's beautiful yeah, that opening scene with the snow and everything um yeah let me play a grindhouse database spot and then we can get into discussing okay. this film since 2007 grindhouse cinema database has provided the online community with a fantastic one-stop resource for learning about the world of classic international exploitation and cult cinema from the early days of 1930s and 40s cautionary films and roadshow movies to 50s and 60s drive-in classics through to the 1970s and 80s Grindhouse Fair. The GCDB has it all. 
The site also makes searching for movies simple for users with the easy-to-navigate, state-of-the-art media wiki design. Whether you're a lifelong film aficionado or completely new to these kinds of movies, it's a great place to go to research and discover an exciting, unique part of 20th century cinema history. Conveniently located online at www.grindhousedatabase.com. Grindhouse Cinema Database, where the action is. So now we can discuss, I got things written down, but if you want to just mm-hmm. discuss it however you want to go. I mean, I have awesome opening. I love that opening with the, you know, yeah. in the prison with the snow. And then yeah. when the snow turns red for the, for the credits and all yeah, that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then like her attacking the gang, like that whole thing just looks beautiful. And it's Japan, I understand, but it's 73 and there's nothing like this in a, in a, um, Shaw Brothers movie, not as cool as Mm -hmm. the Shaw Brothers movies, kind of like you and I said, maybe quick, like, let's hurry up Mm -hmm. and make them no kind of depth. There's a little bit of depth, but not much. This was like, let's, you know, it's that director, like we said, like anybody else would have done this. It might have not been as cool. They might have. No. Yeah. Yeah. And also we have to give credit to the manga. I haven't read the manga, but the source material, I've been told it's it's darker than the film. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. when I read that, I thought oh, I need to get a hold of that and read that yeah. because yeah. you know, I'm like, yeah. wow, this is it sounds pretty it's not for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, definitely not yeah. for kids. <laughs> for sure. Um so then she's looking for Mr. Matsumoto, right? Is mm-hmm. that his name? I wrote it down after they yeah. said it. I was like, I think I got it right. Sukumoto? Sukumoto. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's Mo- Matsumo, is it's it, with an M. A, you know that. There's a bunch of them, but I yeah. didn't write any of them down. But there's well, the main guy that five. she wants to go research wants him to find out where this gang is. Yeah, um, but those oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. But those guys are like come this way, and they take her out into the woods. Uh, yeah, and they're gonna yeah, rape she's her. Vulnerable. Yeah. And what I put here though was like you're not worried about. It. You're not in fear of her being raped. You're like they're gonna get fucked up. Like there's six or eight of them, but they're gonna all die. You know, and yeah. it's. It's so cool. And then he stops him and he's coming in with like one leg hopping on one leg, which, you know, I mentioned that guy in fucking Dawn of the Dead, that priest with the one leg, but using yeah. his crutch as the third yeah, as the second I leg. Know. Like he's amazing. Yeah, that's true. But this guy could add his leg tucked in, but he was pretty cool. But he yeah. also looked. The, so here's what I was going to ask you, the main guy, because I said his name, but he looks familiar because he looks a little like a 70s Bruce Lee, the main guy that plays the artist, Ryu. Oh, Again, the, Ryu. yeah. Um, Look, I, he's got the hair like Bruce Lee in a way, but he also looks, hair. Yeah, 70s he looks hair. like really somebody. Handsome. He yeah. looks like he's been in other things. He got this Chang and fat kind of. Yeah, swagger. I really yeah. liked his character. Um, I'm told, again, I haven't read the manga, that the his character was more developed in the manga as being a, Oh, so they even went meta with the manga. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yes, I thought they did it for the movie to go to like, you know, there's actual panels from the manga in the film, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that, Um, but I thought the, I thought him being the author of the manga was for the movie. I didn't know that. No, I I don't. I think, yeah. Yeah, um, that's awesome. He's like, but there's more of a political spin and and in the manga i'm told i think in the sec i think in the second movie he has he's like a he's like a reactionary writer who writes things that are anti-west yeah because 
during the Meiji period, they were opening up to the West and you could see at the end of the film when they're all dressed up in their, yeah, they're the, doing a Western style ball. Yeah, when so, I say West, oh, I don't yeah, mean yeah. wild West. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, European yeah. influenced. Yeah. And there's some white people, some white people, some, what's the there's word? Europeans the in there's Europeans in the film. European, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, and that was a thing during the Meiji period where a lot of people were like, no, we don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And I liked that scene just because, well, one, because again, with the primary colors, every couple has a different primary color. Yeah. I even, um, there's what was gold, kind of cool. purple, red, I don't, white. I don't know if it's filmed this way on purpose. But the way that was, uh, you're watching her. You're like, I got to watch where she goes. And you lose her. And you're like, where did she mm -hmm. go? And the flag's in the way. And I'm kind of like, but yeah. that's kind of the point. Like, where is she? She could strike at any time. You don't know when she's going to strike. And but then she's the her and she's just sitting one. there. Yeah. Yes. In, and in she's the kimono. only one dressed in traditional Japanese kimono. Yeah. So basically, she's walking into this. And they're sort of looking at her like, she's strange because yeah. she's dressed traditionally. Yeah. They're in Japan, yeah. and everybody's dressed. They're all wearing like ball gown dresses, and yeah, 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 and 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 it's it's almost like a statement, like I'm walking in here, mm -hmm. representing, and I'm yeah. badass. Yeah, 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 and, and, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, it's 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'm owning the room. It's something that we mentioned when I recorded this, um, when we talked about. Lady Snowblood on that other guy's podcast. Um, yeah. Something that I got that we got out of it that I never got before was in Kill Bill when Oren Ishii comes out and says, you know, um, when they say tricks are for kids, you know, mm -hmm. that whole thing, that's like their thing that they always say, but it's a little jab at each other. Like they're, mm -hmm. you know, and I yeah. said, and he was like, I think they've been against each other. I said, I think they were friends all the time and they're still friends but they know that now it's come to, we have to it's, do this thing. We're know? done. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And but, I did, did you notice the line of dialogue in Lady Snowblood? We have unfinished business. Yes, I did. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, there's another one. But yeah. and then this one coming here, the flashback where they killed their father because he's wearing white. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the shot from kill bill of them looking down at her when mm -hmm. you know, it's Michael Madsen, all them looking at her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, also killed her older brother, and they don't really show that, but she says it. The that one woman says like they killed your brother and your mom and your dad. There's but a then quick cutaway, but it's a very later, long shot, and you yeah. do see his body. Okay, because very later, briefly later when she is confronting that guy, she's like, "You killed my mom. You know, my mom was alive for this long, and you killed my dad." She doesn't mention her brother, and I'm like, "Oh, she should have mentioned the brother." Mm -hmm. but, um. But yes. Um, and then uh, now you meet her trainer, you meet the priest mm -hmm. and he's you're like, this guy's a jerk, but he's being that way. That's how you get. And that's why yeah. she sent. That's why they sent her there, because he's the tough guy. And again, you could see why this is, you know, sending on Kill Bill, sending her to this guy like he's going to be a tough. Granted, that's in all Chinese movies of you know, those trainers with the big beards and the, yeah, you know, yeah. all that. I want to know that guy's story. Uh, Priest that's, the Dokai character. That's the same thing. I, I'd like to see kind of this gang, how the gang got together, if they were, yeah. you know, a good gang or yeah, not a good gang, but if they were tight for a long time or if they just met up for this, you know, to screw people over with the uh, draft or what. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I like that too, 
where something that comes up later, but I might forget, but I'll say it now where it says chapter four is he's writing it down. Mm -hmm. His father crosses it out. And then yeah. it says chapter four again on the screen. Like it said chapter four on the screen. Yeah. Then it says chapter yeah. four again. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot going on here. <laughs> so then it goes back to the mother being raped. Yeah. Where she's being held hostage with them. Um, she has to follow the group and do all that. And um, one day while Takeuchi, Takeuchi is having sex with her, she stabs him in the back. And that's mm -hmm. where I was like, that's a little Oren Ishii, like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where that I love that shot in Kill Bill with the animation with her, like with her eyes, like looking over, like yeah. it's so bad yeah. with blood all over her face. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah. And then uh, then she tells how she tells us she kept having sex with whoever to get pregnant. She telling the right. girls, you called me a a. Uh, uh, what do you call them? person that has a lot of sex. Slut? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, something with an N. A ne I can't remember, but yeah, I don't the, know why the subtitles. Here's it, what's it's... fucked up with me: necromantic is in my head, and I'm like, <laughs> because I was listening to a podcast talking about the movie Necromantic, and I'm like, but no, it's somebody who has a lot of sex. They're called nymphomaniac. Oh, nymphomaniac. Yeah, nymphomaniac. nymphomaniac. Yeah, yeah. It was like you guys called <laughs> me a nymphomaniac, and or a slut, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody called me a nymphomaniac. You girls did, but this is what I was doing, and that's why she was having sex with all the guards and everything. Yeah. Until she finally got pregnant, yeah. and being trained at age eight by being pushed in a barrel down the hill, and she gets yeah. better and better. He's like, "Don't fall. You can't jump out until you stop." And yeah. so she's like, okay. And she's just angry and wanting away from the rope when he's trying to train her. And yeah. then when she falls in the water, he's like, get out. And he pulls her out of the water. And you're like, oh man. But then when it comes to him ready to fight her with a real sword and she jumps and he cuts her, uh, cuts part of her kimono or whatever. And she yeah. lands and it falls off and she's just standing there and she's still pit. And you're like, oh, she's, she's ready. Is, and then jumps yeah. again. And he has a yeah. little smile on his face when yeah. Was it that jump or the next one where he has the a somersault in the air? Yeah yeah, 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 that's her thing. That's her signature yeah. move. And he's yeah. like, okay. Um, and it's just awesome. I'm not sure how old that young actress was. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they couldn't get away with a scene like that today. Well, here's what I was gonna say because when I did this on that Church of Tarantino podcast, um, he was like, I was kind of disturbed that there's a naked girl there. But mm -hmm. We saw Superman in 1978, 79. Yeah. There's a little boy holding a truck boy, up and he's yeah. little ding dong hanging out. I wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, look at that boy. But you could see it's where not, maybe it's, yeah, not, it's not done in a salacial way. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salacial. Is it's, that a word? It's, it's almost like that's what? the moment where he strips her down to her basic element. Yeah. Who yeah. she is. Yeah. And that's where and, and there's that's when the demon comes out and she's like, oh, no, no. Yeah we're done you're not gonna there's, do this anymore it's, there's a oh, what was it was a movie sam and i were doing it wasn't black gun but it was the girl it was a jenny epper she was from a black exploitation movie and she they tear off her shirt and she fights them all like topless and yeah. you're like oh shit she's kicking ass like that's the thing like i don't need yeah. you know yeah it's, um, it's or like I, I mean i don't think yeah i don't think and or it like wasn't the, like it was a long shot. It's just right, a little right. bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's... exactly. But the thing with people fighting naked, we had it in Saturn 3, which was crazy. Kirk Douglas naked. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. 
I have, um, but it's been years. I think he's like, I want to show my butt, but then he falls of down course, on the ground. And you're Douglas. like, is his yeah. dong gonna yeah. fall out or is he wearing a thing? But then the thing with like that cool fight scene in Eastern Promises, like those two guys naked, like yeah. fighting in the Turkish bath. And you're yeah. like, that's badass. Like, yeah, because yeah. you're vulnerable. I wrote a story once where the guy gets attacked in the bath because he's in the bathtub and he's got nothing. His guns in the other room and he can't do anything. And it's like, yeah, yeah you're totally vulnerable. That's what's yeah. so cool about. Sorry to jump to all these movies. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, Sicario, yeah. when she's in the shower. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, found... I, I don't feel like they make. I mean, obviously, we've said this, but yeah, there's nothing being made today that I've seen that's that that raw. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I think even if you did an independent film, you'd have to release it independently Unrated. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't even know if you could do that. Like I hear this Eros tour. Taylor Swift went to the to the theater people and said, here's what we're doing. Cut everybody else out and said, I'm going to release it in your theater. You'll get this much money. I'll get this. And it works. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody else can do that with I made, you know, hobo with a shotgun. Let's show it in your. No, you know, yeah. you don't have any backing. It's um, an interesting business model. But and then the same thing with like, well, we got a nude girl, but she kicks ass and you, all you see is her top. You don't see anything mm -hmm. else. And, no, no, no. And, yeah. you know, and but then there are the creeps out there that do. Oh, I get to go see this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, there's there's things that are good and things that are bad about being PC now where you kind of go, come on, mm -hmm. like give me give me a whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, some yeah. things are some things because they're so PC, it ruins the movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> That girl being pulled in right away, like that door just opens and she gets pulled in. And you're like, yep. holy shit. Now they have to explain everything and build up some tension. No, don't build up the tension. Just have nope, some girl. Just get do it. In. Yeah, just do like it. Crazy. Yeah. But they found one of the men, Takamura. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. we see the bamboo wife maker. She's ah, yeah. a basket weaver and makes them and then throws them off the cliff. She's yep. the daughter of Takamura. And this is another one where we said like kill Bill, like she's, you know, she's going to, when she first meets her, Oh, what's your name? My name's Takamura. Oh, um, okay. Oops. And it's like, why? What, you, nothing. Yeah, sure. what were yeah, you doing? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> and then later when she comes to her and says like, here's my place in Tokyo, write this down. Here's where you can find me if you have a problem. And yep. she's like, okay. Yeah, that's the same moment, isn't it? Where she tells the little girl, uh, yeah, it was right Green's at, daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. When when she's standing there and she notices her and she's wiping the knife off and she's like, if you want to revenge. But I'm like, you didn't tell her where you're at. Like, where are you going to be? Like, uh, Renita Green's daughter is going to be. I know she will. But she doesn't have a trainer. <laughs> like, well, maybe like Not they yet. said, she'll go with the blind with the blind she'll Ellie. Go with Ellie Driver. Yeah. And Sophie Fatale. Because that sets up oh, a crippled that's, Avengers that's Shaw right. Brothers. Oh my crossover. god. I just saw Crip. Was that Crippled Avengers I saw? Was that the guy with the with the like, it's like three of them and they all have a different disability? The, yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. then there's the other yeah. one where they cut out where they blind them and they cut off their arms and things like that. But this was blind guys swordsman. Real, yeah. Yeah. But uh, this was yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's um there's a lot of potential there. And I wish that's yeah. what I was wishing for for Quentin's 10th film, but we're not yeah. going to get it. We're going to get a novel. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I but. yeah, but that's what's great is like he could make 
the Vega brothers and he can make all these into books. Like it'll be awesome. You know, he can, he can even write a story (laughs) about what, you know, what Pam Greer did when she, what Jackie Brown did when she left and went, Oh, I would love that Florida or whatever. Yeah. would love that. Um, She, and here's that part I was telling you, she does not take her eyes off of Takamura. She then begs for him not to be punished. She's like, don't kill him. Like, please. And they're like, okay, fine. And she t- and then this is when she tells the daughter that if anything happens, no, maybe that is the same time. Yeah. If anything happens, scene. come yeah, to yeah. Tokyo. I thought it was when she came back, but she hadn't killed him yet. And she was like, you know, <clears throat> gives her the address. Yeah, she's sort of preparing her. Something bad's going to happen. And- yeah. Yeah. Which is sad <laughs> yeah. for that girl. But that's another yeah. couple cool turns in here. And some of those movies that you love, those things happening that you hate because you like your you like your main characters, but then when something like that happens, you're kind of like, that's realistic. Like, that's cool. Like, like you're watching American beauty. And yeah. at the end that guy goes across and I still don't know. I haven't dove into it enough. And I saw it years ago when it came out, yeah. but yeah. now was that guy gay and he's killing him to get rid of his gayness is Christopher. What's the name? Or I'm not sure killing him because he I thinks think so. he did something to his son. You know, it, that's where it's two of these things, but it's the it's- thing where you're like, I like this Kevin Spacey character. And then all of a sudden he gets killed, you know, and you're like, you're like understood and kind of, okay, you hit me, but yeah. Yeah. You have to kill. Sometimes you have to kill off the characters that you like. Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) what were we? Oh, well like, yeah, we did uh, dirty Mary, crazy Larry. Yeah. Like great character. Can't have a sequel. Now he's like, I didn't run it by him. We just killed him. And was like, there you go. And they were pissed because they were like, this movie's doing gangbusters and we can't, you know, yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she kills Takamura, which is yeah. kind of cool because he is regrettable. He does feel bad for what he does, but also yeah. you're like, but you were a piece of shit. Doesn't matter who you are now, it matters what you did then. That's interesting too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no yeah, there because he was never held accountable. There was never any right. justice. Even yeah, if yeah. he has changed, he yeah. needs to pay for what he did. Yeah. And, and that point. the mom went to prison for something that she, yeah. you know, it was that they kidnapped her and they were raping her and she killed them. And it's like, okay, well, you're in trouble now because they all probably testified against her. And sure, sure. Yeah. But um, she finds out that another one of the bad guys she needs to kill is already dead. So that part is cool, too, because you feel like you said in her face and her eyes, like her just crestfallen of like, oh, I thought. Mm. The one person died because my mom killed him. The other three, That's though, cool. I want to yeah. get him. I kill the one. When am I going to kill the second one? And then, oh, he's dead. And you're yeah. like, okay. And again, I think I forgot. I did forget this time. I've seen it three times. Stupid me for forgetting. I was like, I guess he died. But I remembered there was something where maybe the father was in on it. That I knew mm-hmm. that that guy had a father. And I saw her talking to somebody at the door. And I was like, oh, it's going to be another person that was behind the scenes during that whole thing. And then I was like, oh, no, he's still there. And that was like you said, it was it was a it was a good twist. It's a one two punch when he says, you know, um, oh, by the way, he's still alive and she's ready to go kick ass. And he's like, wait a minute. And then he goes, and he's my father. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. And you had that Scooby Doo twist. Yeah. Which yeah, I yeah, did not yeah. see coming. I, fucking, I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, me neither. I remember watching it. And that was one where my wife woke up when I was first watching that the first time. And she said, what is this? Like, sees a girl yeah. swinging on a chandelier with swords and what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, well. 
Um, but she meets a newspaper man who then writes her story and her trainer told him all about her. And he did that so they could lure out the last of the bad guys, the woman named Okono. And that's what's cool when she's like, what did you do that for? And he's like, and you're thinking like, maybe he just wanted her story told. No, he's got plans. He's, he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, we're going to call her out. Yeah. And I love that Ryu won't squeal while being beaten and interrogated. Yeah. Like, because that was something I ran into that the other day. We're watching uh, Bosch now has a like a, he's a PI now on Amazon Prime. It's a okay. TV show. It's like a procedural. And mm -hmm. but there was a guy that the FBI caught and they want and he's a hacker and they want him to to talk. And I'm like, honey, do you think he'll talk like we know the character? We don't think he will. But when pushed with all this time for hacking, he might. And she, I go, what do you think? She goes, no, he won't talk. I said, yeah, I think no. you're right. Same thing with yeah. this. You're like, I don't I don't think he's going to talk. But yeah. I love when Okono shows herself and he says, so you finally revealed yourself. And she looks scared. She has that look on her face yeah, of like, yeah. oh, shit, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> like, what mistake did I make? Yeah. I don't even know where she's at. And I made myself known like, oh, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. That's a really cool reveal, too, because you kind of see her off yeah. to the left of the frame. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, she was there that whole time. And I didn't even see it mm -hmm. like until it, the camera pans and then you go, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really well made. And spell. that and then she starts beating him and they're beating him with a bamboo and the bamboo splinter. I'm like, they're really hitting the guy because the bamboo is starting to. Yeah. Break. Yeah. Um, Yuki arrives and fights all the guards and she is badass. So I love that yeah. umbrella just spins down there and they're like, what's going on? Yeah. <gasps> there she is. And she just yeah, crouched yeah. up there like, don't give a fuck. She's ready. Yeah. And um, and then she jumps down and kills all them. And then they're chasing a Kona. They find the little door she went through because that's what else was cool. She jumps up there. He puts out the flame by jumping on it, the candle. And then she jumps up there to fight. And then that girl jumps down or gets knocked down. And then she has to jump down there and she does the smoke bomb. And then they're all like, don't breathe it in. Oh my God. And then she kills everybody. And then she finds that the girl went away and Yuki finds her hung. And I wrote here suicide or murder. Cause she is kind of hanging in a weird way. And you find out later that yeah, it's, it's murder. It's murder. Yeah. Um, and because I don't think Okona would have killed herself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, She's... so this time I was like, because I remember we had this discussion on the show and maybe we missed the part where they said it. But I was I was looking for a chair. I was looking for something that she knocked over to kill herself. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, I think she was murdered. Um, yeah. And the way it was on her, like it was different. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Goshiro, which is like Gojira. Uh, <laughs> Goshiro <laughs> is alive and wants lady snowblood story finished like he's like you're done and he crosses yeah. out the chapter and all this and he's like you used to work for me uh 10 years ago and he's like and then you left and if you ever want to come back you can work with me and you're like okay and again third time i'm like oh yeah i used to work with him okay i remember now and then i go i thought it was his father maybe but i don't know and then when now he tells yuki that goshira is alive and that he is his father and then I put mind blown in in all bold um, <laughs> where, yeah, like yeah, I said, they do yeah. that cool camera back out. And it's like, you know, no, I'm your father. And you're like, oh, shit, not since it's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to the party to kill Goshiro. She finds him and fights him and cuts both his hands off, mm -hmm. which is fucking 
badass like he's holding the sword and you see it like fly over there and it's <laughs> yeah. still holding on to it and you're like holy yeah. shit like it's yeah. cool because it's a thing where sometimes you don't want to know making dubs and you don't want to think of it too much because you know it was a guy off camera with two fake hands and a sword throwing it throwing it, it yeah but yeah. it does yeah. really it does really good yeah. um but i was like yes cut off his hands and i was like oh yeah he's wearing a mask it's not him and and you can see why the guy's like freaked out like he doesn't want you know and he's in pain from getting his hands cut off and kills him although they find that it is a masked man and not goshiro right they find him behind a mirror they chase and find him it's a great end fight i love it and that's where uh he so they both take the separate stairs mm -hmm. and you are thinking like well what if you weren't you know sometimes in these like you and i said these main big movies they do now oh okay you go that way and i'll go this way well i'm the big star so who's gonna run into the bad guy i am you know yeah. you're gonna run into the second yeah. man yeah. and it's like no they go up there he runs into his father and he's trying to fight him and he's ready and the father has a gun and she's over there like what do i do but she notices the the light fixture and she's like okay puts a sword in her mouth and jumps yeah. like this whole you know um pirates of the caribbean style thing Pirates she's thing. amazing yeah, and she swings really across yeah. after he shoots at, that guy's like hurry up i'm trying to hold him and she swings over and then she just runs he shoots him like five times in the stomach and then the chest and then she just runs with her sword like right into his back which then kills his father which is right. in front of him the double impaled and yeah. i meant to look it up mm -hmm. was but this first or was bay of blood first um, I'm uh, Bay of Blood sounds familiar, but uh, oh, that's um, I... the Italian Maria Bava film, um, where there's oh. double impaling. Oh, um, I, but Mario I can't Bava, remember which I one was maybe first. before, but I can't remember not, the year. We can, uh, I'll type it in while, uh, while yeah, yeah, because the same the double impaling in Friday the 13th part two came mm -hmm. from Bay of Blood, but obviously Lady Snowblood did it. It, yeah. it probably didn't influence each other it was probably just right yeah it's just how are we going to yeah. end it yeah, yeah. 1971 yeah. a bay of blood oh Poet. okay yeah. so okay, yeah maybe, so two years before yeah yeah hmm. but yeah i think sometimes with that i think you get the special effects guys maybe going oh we're doing a two uh -huh. okay yeah. you got yeah. the other you got the director going oh let's do it this way that makes sense and then yeah. you got you know you know yeah. somebody like tom savini being like okay i can run the sword through it but the sword exactly. coming out the guy's back and because some of those movies you see where they'll run a sword through or they have it stuck in a guy and the end of it is is sticking up a little more it's not going yeah across, and you're like oh come on <clears throat> i i think that i'm not 100 percent sure but it looks to me like mako kaji did her own stunts in this film too that is true yeah i never thought about that but yeah it does she's doing all of her sword fighting all of her stuff because you see her face when she's yeah. on that chandelier yeah so it's her yeah, yeah yeah it's it's amazing uh takamura's daughter stabs her as she's walking out this is what i was talking about like you're like oh we're done she's my hero she's a little injured she's okay and then yeah. all of a sudden just boom like stabs her and you're like what the fuck and there's mm -hmm. a movie that did that what's the movie i'm thinking of there's a movie where the main guy got like stabbed at the end right oh, away um... i don't know but it was something like that where all of a sudden the guy just gets stabbed and you're like oh i thought he would live um mm -hmm. 
the daughter well, she runs. Does, I mean, she obviously lived to right, make a yeah. sequel. And <laughs> so, the daughter uh, runs away and Yuki pulls yeah. the blade out. She then stumbles away and collapses in the snow. Mm-hmm. And then it's a uh, freeze frame and then the end. And then the whole thing comes red. I had to stop my thing from otherwise the HBO would have just cut it off and it would have. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I want to see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but that's the Did end you ever of the see movie? The end of the, the, with the snow falling and everything. Obviously right. Tarantino used that and Kill Bill, but also um, the Korean film, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance similar i saw it a long time ago yeah that had like snow that has a snowfall at the end yeah yeah where she gets her final that's a great film and similar themes something else would be interesting to see if there's any movie out there with the little bamboo thing on the water that kill bill i was thinking about that that. makes that sound yeah that is something so specific to kill bill where it's just it's not, it's kind of relaxing, but it's building the tension a little. Like it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I was thinking about that watching this. I thought, I wonder if that's like, cause that could almost be something that's in a spaghetti Western, like yeah. something in yeah. the background. True. Yeah. Sound. So would have something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. Because yeah. that was another one. My wife, I said, when we first got together, I said, honey, you got to see once upon a time in the West. I want to show it to you. She said, okay. We sit down, we're watching it, and she's going, well, no wonder this movie's three hours long. They're still waiting for the train. Like, what the fuck? When is the train going to show up? And that water landing on his hat on Eli, mm-hmm. on uh, not Eli, yep. well, the, uh, the guy with the weird eye from Cannibal Run. Um, Ooh, landing Jack on his hat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack Elam landing on his hat yeah. and him trying to catch a fly and his, you know, all that. Apologies for my cough. Um, no problem. Oh. <clears throat> um, and where it came from, Mako... Kaji said in an interview with Shinsuke Kasei in two, Kasei, K-S-A-I, uh, in 2012, she's the one that said Tarantino made the cast and crew of Kill Bill watch DVDs of Lady Snowblood during filming breaks. Oh, and you good. could see that kind of, that would get you in the mood. It's like, you know. The um, tone. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like um, um, Eric. Uh, I'm bad with names today. I'm trying to be like Sam. I am too. Get the names real good. <laughs> um, Edgar Wright plays like yes. music on the set and is like, here's the oh, thing yeah. we're going for. And, yeah. you know, and other people. Um, but yeah, I don't have a Rotten Tomatoes critical consensus because there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. But um, in this movie, did you, well, we talked about everything Tarantino might have liked or used in a film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our star rating system here is one to five, five being the best. So what do you rate this movie? I got to go with five only because... I mean, it's just stunning visually. Yeah. Performances are great, yeah. but there's two or three good twists there in the final yeah. act. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They kind of pitched it over from four stars to five for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for sure. And I, I haven't give, seen the sequel. So I, I give it five. The sequel is not as good. So hold your hold, hopes low. Okay. And then maybe you'll yeah. like it more. I think my hopes were so high that then I watch it and I'm like, oh, like, uh, you know, it's a little let down. Yeah. But, yeah. um, that's something that's interesting. Last week on uh, on our show for Switchblade Sisters, I was like, I was like, I think I give it three and a half. And then that mm. guy was like, I give it five. The Vern was like, I give it five. I go, okay, I'm gonna make it up to four because mm. there are some cool things with you know, there's some cool yeah. uh, 
like dramatic events like her wanting an abortion the guy or her not wanting abortion the boyfriend's just like here's some fucking money go get it done and she's like well like i had dreams and you know and then her lying to everybody of like this is what we were gonna do we're gonna have a life and it's like no he didn't care about you like he doesn't love you yeah 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 um would you uh, now this goes counterproductive to you and i would you buy this movie rent it or find it for free because we would actually buy it but we haven't absolutely (laughs) but i haven't yet but i have i've limited space for physical media here yeah so it's like i live in london i live in a small place that's my speaking of london have you seen 10 rellington road with uh jurassic park guy it's really yes really good based on a true story yeah i yeah and you look that up and you're like holy shit and he does really good in it um (laughs) but the um uh what was i gonna say um um what see my thing that i was telling the other guy that was on that was from england and i said i would want to be a guy Ritchie film if i went over there but i wouldn't i know that i'd be far from guy Ritchie. guy Ritchie'd kick my ass he'd be upset with me because i'm not a certain kind of man or something um i'd rather be no i wouldn't have right film uh yes very true (laughs) more of like yeah i was gonna say you were saying no i wouldn't be a guy richie guy i see what you're saying about me but i see what you're saying you're saying you'd it'd be better living an edgar wright movie than in a guy it would be better living in spaced and a light in the house with a lot lighter people yeah 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 yeah. oh for sure oh my gosh just talking movies and playing video games all day and going out um, with tires to a rave every weekend. Yeah. yeah. Be- oh. <laughs> it was so cool that he had them run into each other when they were like, she was the leader of the other group that ran by yeah. him and Shaun of the Dead. You were yeah. like, oh my God, that's so cool. I did. Um, There was a space marathon that they showed at the British Film Institute here. on the, oh, wow. So you got to see the episodes in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And I heard this familiar laugh like one row over it's Edgar mm. Wright he's sitting like three oh, wow. seats down from me oh wow and Jessica Stevenson came out of the bathroom when I was there and I was like this wow. is so fucking cool like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only That's person cool. who didn't show up for that was Nick Frost because he was filming oh, something was, was Simon Pegg there Simon Pegg everybody was else was there oh wow yeah. That's yeah. cool. Mark Heap everybody else um yeah and you literally sat there for the entire seven hours and watched every episode with wow. a full house with Edgar yeah. Wright. Oh, wow. And he stayed yeah. for the whole thing. So, yeah. and it, it was just brilliant. Um, I, I found my brother-in-law found the uh, fistful of uh, fistful of fingers like, oh, yeah. on, on the internet and he downloaded it. I was like, download that because I was going to do an Edgar Wright episode on my old podcast, which I did. But yeah. I watched it and it was really fun. It's like, He's just riding like this wooden, like a fake horse, like not even the wooden horse with the head, but like around his body, like he's riding a horse, but it's a <laughs> fake horse, but yeah. it's so fun. Um, uh, and then his other one is on the uh, Hot Fuzz Blu-ray. But that's like me with my G.I. Joe figures where yeah. I was like, my cousin's like, why did you tell your wife no more figures? Like you could have got more. And I said, because I think I'd rather have physical media than the action mm-hmm. figure. I think I'm good with the action figures. And I'm running out of space for, you know, if I want to buy movies, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I know. And and I have to do a purge every so often because it's mm-hmm. like I said, it's like a one bedroom. Yeah. London apartment. It's like uh, sometimes yeah. you have to go and go oh, these these books, get the <laughs> ebook version because I yeah, just don't yeah. have, you know, space yeah. that I had when I lived in L.A. 
yeah very even true. then i didn't live in a big place so i never had a lot of room yeah so, yeah, yeah that's where you know i got this you know when I got with the Y, I said, can we put posters up down the hallways? No, you put the posters in your office. We're good. Okay. Aww, Unless maybe they were, you know, like I did show her the baby driver has had this cool pink like poster that looks pretty cool. She was like, uh -huh. maybe something like that. Maybe, you know, if I did yeah. like, I don't like she loves Goonies and the Burbs. Like maybe oh, if we put that up. Okay. But. I've got in the hallway here, mm -hmm. both of us. Well, when I met my husband, who's, who's British, mm -hmm. I think it was our second or third date. We started talking about films and I said, and he said to me, you've probably never heard of a film called The Skull. And that was kind of when I fell in love with him. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's so... where you and Sam know these odd movies that I didn't know. But it's like I was telling him, like I read on his review of like, you know, uh, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. Oh, yeah, I saw like, that when I was a and kid. And he's like, yeah. he's like, it wasn't really good, but it's fun to watch. You know, it's a fun yeah. time. And that's yeah. the thing that I've noticed, too, watching these movies where I could see why other people don't like my cousin, but where other people are like, I'll be on. I'll fuck watch Black Gun. Sam's like, I've never seen yeah. it. Let's watch it. And we're like, OK. Yeah. And all these things are just uh, fun. But uh, Phil's from Favorite of the Week is I had to dig deep because I just did a show on Monday and I had nothing. I haven't watched anything up until now. I'll probably now I'll go in and watch something, but I got to go shopping. But anyway, Phil's from Fair of the Week is Poltergeist from 1982. I watched this again. I haven't watched it for a long time. And I watched it for Halloween. And a family's home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts. And I gave it four and a half stars. Mm -hmm. It's really good, but I think it is one of those where you're not going to watch it all the time. But when you do watch it, you're like, this is good. It's great. And I tell the yeah. wife, like, honey, I was scared to death of this. Watch this clown is going to attack. And she didn't get it like I got it when, you know. Did and you like, see I it when you were a kid when it came yeah. out? Yeah. OK, I did, yeah. too. I, yeah. I my was... aunt and uncle in New Jersey, I would spend summers with them and they took me to see it with yeah. my cousins. And I loved it. Because yeah. that was the kid I was. And my other cousins were upset by it. Like they couldn't yeah. sleep for three days. And my aunt was like, we shouldn't have taken you kids to see this. And I was like, no, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I, I didn't see it in 82, but I saw it like a little bit later. And it was that thing of all the kids that are our age, people that are our age, remember that guy digging his cheek. Yes. And you're like, oh shit. And then it's a dream. He's just dreaming. And then the thing with the clown. The thing yeah. with the tree coming through the, the window yeah. and where we all learned how to know if a storm's far away. One, one thousand, two, one thousand. I still three, do 1, that. 000. Like, yeah. And it's I like, still oh, do my God. It. Yeah. And um, but something where I shared on my Instagram page and I don't know if I shared on Facebook, shared on my Twitter, but it was me rewatching a couple of years ago. I watched E.T. I don't know if Sam told you I talked about this. on. You're Sam. a big fan of E.T. Yeah. And yeah. I cried at. And I cried at E.T. in 82. I go with my parents. Yep. I cry when E.T. dies. My mom cries when he leaves. And yeah. then I remember I got my foot stuck in the between the seats. And I was like, I can't. And I was crying about that because I was freaking out. My dad's like, it's OK. Let me get it. So the movie's over. We'll go home, whatever. 20 years later, they re-released the one with the walkie talkies instead of the guns in their hands. Mm -hmm. I go with my friends to see that with their kids. And I'm like, oh, you guys are going to love it. And I hadn't seen it for 20 years. And I watch it and I cry at the exact same moment. It's the exact the power same. of John Williams. It's the, it's the, it's, 
it's the power of John Williams. It's the power yeah. of, of Steven Spielberg knowing how to edit. It's the oh, power yeah. of Henry Thomas. It's yeah. the power of it's just the scene when he's leaving the fridge and it lights up and Elliot doesn't see it. And Elliot's walking away and the flower yeah. blooms and he comes yeah. back and he opens it up and unzips it. And Elliot says, E.T. phone Good. home. And you're just yeah, yeah. it just yeah, breaks you, but makes great. you laugh, makes you yeah. laugh and say it's a roller coaster. And yeah. And so, uh, see, Poltergeist so that, was probably more that important was what to I, my childhood than ET. Yeah. Well, see, so. me, me, I'm a little pussy. Um, and <laughs> so in '82, I'm watching that and I'm like, okay. But then years later, when my I told this on the Sam on the Dawn of the Dead, when my friend was like, come on over, we're gonna watch, um, I forgot the creep show and Terminator. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm. creep shows a scary movie. What if I yeah. wake up in the middle of the night? I can't. And I didn't. And, you know, and now I've been I watch these horror movies and I'm like, oh, that's a good yeah. one. Or I watch I saw the devil and I go, oh, that's fucking amazing. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um, and and then, you know, and you get all the things like Terrifier, like him cutting that girl. And you're like, I'm thinking, is he going to go this way on the neck or that way? No, he goes all <laughs> the way through. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're like, yeah. Oh. And oh, that reminds stop? me of the yeah. best, the best kill in Lady Snowblood was. Cutting, oh, yeah. Cutting her. Okono in half. Her, yeah. 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 <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, it was um, awesome. <laughs> but, but all right, let's uh, I'll tell people what's coming and then we'll uh, chit chat for a bit, I guess. Uh, okay. So come back next week on December 1st when I'm joined once again by Dave Lizerbrom from Rock Docs podcast for. Shanghai Joe, a.k.a. The Fighting Fist of Shanghai Joe, 1973. Oh, haven't seen that one. Me neither. What was that called? Now I got to look it up. Hmm. Let's see if there's even a trailer or anything for it. Okay, Shanghai Joe has a Chinese immigrant recently arrived in America, fights to free Mexican slaves from their cruel master. Wow, hmm. that's crazy. It's on Tubi and Plex and Fandor. Oh, and um, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a trailer. That sounds awesome. Like, and so I'm excited now. The randomizer picks, and now, you know, where before I'm excited for this. Where you and I picked this one. Yeah. Before this, I picked Switchblade Sisters because that's what the Vern wanted to do. And before yeah. that, Eric was like, "I'll be on if you do Dawn of the Dead. I fucking love it." I there's a picture yeah. of him with George Romero, and I was like, "All right." So we did it. So now it's finally for uh, the randomizer. I get to do me and Dave. We'll do Dave's like, when do I know what we're doing? I said, oh, I'll know soon. Shanghai Joe. Why is this not I've working? I've not seen that. It sounds interesting. Ah, there we are. Okay. Under uh, what's a just watch. It's under the fighting fist of Shanghai Joe. And it shows okay. on Tubi. It's on Film Detective. Fandor and Plex. Yeah. Those are the only places. Not even you can't rent it digitally or anything. It's only on Tubi. So I guess everybody go to Tubi or Plex. Hmm. I think yeah. Tubi's better with the commercials where they put them. Pluto sometimes would just cut something off and you don't see where the uh, yes. Is I hate or, or when the commercials are coming. Tubi also is good because they give you countdown five, four, three, and you're like, okay, good. Commercials coming. 
uh, is Klaus Kinski in this movie? Oh my God, is he? Is he? <gasps> if oh, this I'm is so the sure. right movie, hang I on, just looked it up. Uh, hang on, I'm looking. Uh, oh shit! Yes, he is. See, he you know what? Scalper Jack. I just put up a post last week. Mm-hmm. I said, "Does anyone else out there, when they're watching a random movie and Klaus oh, Kinski's right. name comes up, <laughs> yeah, I say, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 because he's insane. I, he's like I he said, literally I, was insane. <laughs> like, I tried to get that book that Joe told me to get. I mean, that Sam told me to get, and it's like forty five dollars on eBay." his like autobiography oh, like yeah. you need to on Tubi or Pluto. They have the, my best friend. Yeah. I've seen, it. Herzog I've seen it. Yeah. And yeah. Warzog Herzog was recently on the Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I saw that. About, yeah. yeah. Talked about yeah. that. Klaus um, probably should have been in the hospital. I mean, for time, real or all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, it's like my wife's good at finding, like we watched the Nina Simone documentary came out years ago on Netflix and my wife right away, like the show star, I go, this is a documentary I'm watching. I like this singer. And she's in France. It's later on in her life. And my wife goes, what's wrong? I think she's manic depressive. She's bipolar. And I go, what? Why do you say that? And then we're watching halfway through her manager's like, or her boyfriend was like, she would get angry and she'd throw things. And then next minute, how you doing, sweetie? You doing okay? And he goes, and then it came out. Nobody knew then in the 60s and 70s. No. But later on, it came out. It was, you know bipolar yep. and i'm like holy shit honey how'd you know that but oh i'm excited that'll be our third klaus kinski movie i'm so excited yeah what were the other two 73 the other two actors the other two klaus kinski movies that you oh, covered we did podcast. uh we did um shoot the living and pray for the dead and okay. we did the great silence oh okay right so, yeah yeah that was okay. the one where shoot the living pray for the dead where chip was still on show at the time and chip was like he reminds me of the joker he could like, hmm. he's like evil. And I'm like, you know, and he kind of could go off at any minute. And I'm like, yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. This guy looks cool too. This Gordon Mitchell. He looks pretty cool. Yeah. I got to have to look but, at this one. Cause I recently watched a Kinski film with Donna Wilkes. What was it called? I just watched it like two weeks ago and it's gone already from my brain. Um, <laughs> Don't you hate that? He's, he's, you know, normal Klaus Kinski creepy. Um, yeah. um, and she plays his daughter. And I found an interview with her where she says he actually wasn't that bad to work with. He was okay to her. Yeah. yeah. But to other people, he was a nightmare. Yeah. Like, you want to tell me about uh, all your stuff or whatever, where people yeah, can find um, you? My and, book is, my yeah. book is out now. Um, You can get it on, borders or not borders barnes and noble amazon i have an etsy shop where you can get it oh cool where amazon doesn't take a cut yeah um yeah. <laughs> that's what you always yeah <laughs> that's the other thing where you always wonder like part of that my cousin was like i want to write a book and i'm gonna and if you have it self-published by amazon they take their cut for making the book and for sending Indeed. it it's like oh my yeah. gosh and i learned that they don't i self-published via a third party that distributed to Amazon. And because of that, Amazon forewalled me. Oh, wow. For the first two weeks. For yeah. the first two weeks, they said, oh, it's sold out. It's not sold out. Yeah. So I had to figure yeah. out how to get around their algorithm and do all that. So yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, I, but- <laughs> I, I feel bad because I bought it digitally and it was $3 on Apple. But I want to own it so I can say, look, I had this 
I had her on the show. Like I can send you a copy. copy. I have a couple extra copies here. I'll send you a copy. Oh, well, Um, I don't. That's like the guy from Japan. I said, hey, I got some Bond stuff. I could send you a Moonraker thing. And he was like, "Okay." And then I'm like, how much is it going to cost to send to Japan? Like, holy shit. Yeah. And shipping is really high right now. Yeah. It's crazy here. Um, What else have I got going on? I will be on. Oh, yeah. Groovy Doom Drive and Asylum's YouTube channel coming yeah. up soon. We're going to be discussing uh, Crash, the Charlie Band film, not the Cronenberg film. Right. Not the Cronenberg um, or the other one the, with uh, Matt Dillon the, in it. Yeah. yeah the Sandra yeah. Bullock snoozer. No, we're not yeah. doing that. Um, this has a ton of car chases in it. Uh, the Doberman from Zoltan Hound of Dracula is in this film. Oh, and wow. he plays an assassin dog, which is why I wanted to do it. Yeah um and then the second feature is killdozer with clint walker i have always heard of uh killdozer and clint walker was he the one that was in my city of the living dead no that's christopher george okay yeah 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 similar kind of remind me of each other well it's funny him clint walker and the guy who invented the wagon the star wagon was uh wagner lionel wagner lionel wagner all three of them kind of are that same kind of cut and you could almost say the guy from spider-man the you know um yeah you know uh they're kind of all do have charlie the the guy from charlie yeah 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 um yeah but so they're two killer vehicle films cool basically which Um, which sound better than the car and better than uh maximum overdrive with the Definitely. maximum overdrive I love the is car, fun. though. Yeah. But Crash has more car crashes in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. We have Blues Brothers level mayhem in this. Oh, movie. wow. That's cool. Yeah. And also, there's like a cursed idol. There's a cursed wheelchair. There's the assassin dog. I can't sell this movie enough. It's got yeah. all those things in it. Need <laughs> so- to, they need to make them a bingo card where you can check off all the stuff yeah. on a silly movie. And it has Sue Lyon. Oh, sweet, Lolita. sweet. And yeah. she's in she's in the crash one. He's in crash. Oh, wait, Sue Lyon. Her movie. See, here's yeah. my thing. We were just talking about those three guys, right? Sue yeah. Lyon. I always get confused with Susan George. I, oh, yeah. Okay. They're both kind of blonde. They, 70. They're kind of blonde. Pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But yep, yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so doing that. And then um, what's coming up after that? Oh, next uh, next week, I'll be recording for another podcast called Japan on Film. And that won't drop until like early first quarter next year okay and then i'll be doing here locally talk about throwing a blood for the cool. local wimbledon film club oh wow So that'll be in person like um, you guys you, you just do a thing like up on stage like a q a type q a after the film yeah, yeah it's cool. like a local charity they do like um they showed theater of blood with vincent price on halloween night yeah and that's they had a some fun of the people one. from li- the film there I like that was that really one. fun yeah I, yeah so um yeah they do like all different genres it's not but i kind of was like hey let's do something japanese and this okay cool so and i live locally so yeah I don't that's what very far that's what i like about my show too is like it's always something different so it's like we're doing a spaghetti western we're doing whatever this mm-hmm. one is chinese italian you know film <laughs> with a german yeah. guy in it um yeah i love crossover films it's yeah and it's you know it's just uh i don't know i i love it i love that you know you and other people that i meet that you know and especially when it's things like me going look here's my number if you want and somebody being like sure here here's my number it's like okay cool yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and it 
it just works. My wife still is like, whatever, you making any money? I'm like, no, honey, I'm not making money. I do this for fun. Like I, I put out the podcast for free. The only thing costs money is Zoom, which I had to say, honey, can I have $150 for the year for Zoom? She's yeah. like, all right. Because so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can buy my book pretty much anywhere online. You can find it. It's pretty much widely distributed. It's also if people for people who live in New York City, it's in Forbidden Planet, Union Square. Um, oh, okay. You can get it there. Um, and what's the where's the best place for them to get online? Would that be your Etsy probably, shop or your? Yeah, I would prefer if people went to my Etsy shop. But if you don't want to, you can get it on Amazon. It's most people to get it from Amazon, to be right, fair, right? Because right. it's just easier. Um, yeah. But yeah, or or um, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, either one. That's fine. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to have no this problem. platform. Everybody, and, and everybody thanks to... me. I want to thank you because everybody <laughs> who's on, I'm like, you know, sometimes like with the new P, like I met the Vern, we had kind of known each other. I listened to his podcast and then he comes on for Switchbait Sisters. And I'm like, is this guy going to be, is it going to be a dick, dick measuring where he's going to think he needs to hit me with all this movie shit? And then, and then, and then I find myself doing it to you before we recorded when I'm like, you know, Brad Dorf from, and I'm trying to think of, you know, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest when I could have just said, we just said fucking child's play. Like what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So, but I just rewatched exorcist three for Halloween. I hear exorcist three is great. It's awesome. Um, I still haven't (laughs) seen it. I want to see it. I have no interest in seeing this new one. Um, me neither. But, uh, but also nobody has interest in seeing Napoleon with me. So I'm like, but it's a Ridley Scott movie. You know, it looks epic. And they're like, and eh, three hours. No, thanks. Yeah, I haven't but seen it yet. I like, well, it comes out on 22nd, but I like that everybody tried to do this. Kubrick wanted to do, Chaplin wanted yeah. to do it. Kubrick wanted yeah. to do it. And finally, Ridley Scott's like, I'm going to do it. And it's like, okay, go for it. Like, it's mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah. Um, so hopefully I'm not quite sure why Joaquin Phoenix is like the guy that they call now when there's a biopic yeah yeah or when they want crazy he's the new Klaus Kinski they're like we need somebody crazy like yeah he's a cross (laughs) between Kinski and um oh again just lost it it was just there um Crispin Glover oh yeah yeah for sure like a if they had a baby it would be oh my god if they got Crispin Glover in the Napoleon movie (laughs) Oh, that would be. I'd see that. I'd go to see Which, that. <laughs> speaking of, his father was in that Black Gun movie that we watched. He and was. we were like, he's doing exactly Bruce. what he did in, in Diamonds Are Forever. Like, he's the same character. Like, same guy. He's just like, let me just roll into <laughs> this job. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, hopefully, um, I mean, the sales of my book are expected. Yeah. You know, I have like a, a, a number I'd like to hit. Yeah. Um, the first week it was out it was number one in its category which Mm -hmm. is a little one of those little like a little um, niche very much niche but it's still i can put that badge on my website now (laughs) yeah 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 but (laughs) see marketing thing you not (laughs) only taught me japanese you just taught me english like niche i said niche or whatever i said yeah yeah oh you know i part of my degree i did do language and Ah. i that was 10 years ago now and if the thing about foreign languages, if you don't use it every day, you lose it. Well, that's what I was wondering watching this movie. If you studied these Japanese movie, if you're like, I don't I, need subtitles, I can, you know, go through it. 
I could about 10 years ago, but it yeah. takes about three solid years of immersion to Being, get yeah. fluent. Three yeah. to five years. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what I learned is gone. It's been pushed yeah. out by other things. It's, yeah. it's there's yeah. a limited amount of space. Um, but yeah, it's and, and there, there's a few sentences and things like that they didn't quite translate that the way i would but okay yeah well and i was gonna say it's good because you know the flute like i used to say oren ishi but it's ishii it's two eyes and then same thing with you knowing like so those are almost better when when us podcasters go to do a thing and you got to read an italian name or japanese name or chinese name and you're like i think i'm fucking this up but you know it's okay um it's about the love it doesn't matter exactly well and that's what has come out of the show is where it's like it's just talking about the movie like there are people who are like i'm a little nervous i'm like talk about whatever you want you and i jumped to the end before we even got to the beginning of it because we were talking about wasn't that a cool shot so and it's it's you know what the movie was told out of order so it fits it's yeah this is, yeah exactly yeah, somebody had somebody <laughs> recently put on twitter somewhere it was like it was like what if they put pulp fiction in order and somebody's like i oh. did that once and it sucks like it's it no good it works the way it is and it's like yeah mm-hmm. exactly like, that's right it's all about the presentation yeah it's you know so yeah again thank you for having me on and um no problem. Thank you. Yeah, Hopefully I, 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 I enjoyed on. the Black Gun episode. I'm going to go finish the Dawn of the Dead episode because I started it yesterday. So Cool. And then same thing with, thank you, uh, same thing with Sam had said like, hey, would you be interested in doing something that's like Quentin Tarantino adjacent? He's like, I got some movies or some screeners I could send you. And I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Like, mm-hmm. if I can have a reason in my head to, you know, do it, then yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like me thinking of whatever I was thinking of today. Like I didn't put this on cause it's so close to kill bill that I was like, I'm not going to put that on my list. But then I was like, you know what? It's a great movie. I'm going to put it on the list. So you I should. Did. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's one of the films. It's probably the most important film. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he wouldn't say that, but right. Well, and that's like, it, it's, it's important. I always, <laughs> because Quentin is the way he is. I think that you couldn't, talk to quentin about an akira kurosawa movie that is great because he would say no i need to dive deep into like lady snowblood like something weird like that like he'd say like that one i mentioned to you he'd say no go kiru or whatever like you should see this or you know yeah yeah because he wouldn't want to admit like you know i think part of it is him wanting to be that outlier but part of it is that's who he is he's like you know that's who he is if you ask sam what's your favorite sam i'd be like this is my favorite movie way over here in the outskirts of the world yeah, yeah, same. I mean, yeah, I, I like the commercial stuff, but I'm all I'm more or less most people would go through my DVD collection and go, I have no idea what any of this is. I've I've become yeah. I was I was <laughs> I was alphabetizing my DVDs the other day and came across Pirates of the Caribbean. I go, I fucking own this shit. Like at one point I was like, I want to have all of them in order. And then I'm like, so I have like the first one and the second one, and then I never and went. And I'm like, what yeah, and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And then something yeah. else that like, I'll look at stuff and I go, why do I have this? And it's yeah. the thing of that. It's, it's the, what was I getting at? The thing of wanting to see different films, but yeah. I'll, Oh yeah. Doing this podcast makes me go. If you're somebody else like chip is like, I like time to kill. That's my movie. That's my favorite. Okay. I want to watch that for him. 
And then when I'm like, but wasn't Mysterians pretty cool and different? And it didn't really have a yeah. monster. I had a monster in the beginning. Nope. That, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And but then like all these other movies that you start being like, like me with Switchblade Sisters, where I'm like, I don't know. It's that acting is so horrible. And I don't know. And now you watch it and you're like, no, they were doing something there. It's Jack Hill. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. And you're like, yeah. these ladies kick ass. And like the whole thing is cool. So and the girl it doesn't matter to me how much money something costs yeah. as long as I'm entertained. Yeah. Yeah. That's where somebody said, don't make a boring. I think it was uh, Roger Corman said, don't make a boring movie. Don't Just make, make it, a, you know, make it something happen. And yeah. it's the we I found out that the black girl that's a leader of the black gang in Switchbait Sisters, she's from Ganja and Hess. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. oh like, there's awesome. a movie. Yeah, there's a movie. I, I started to watch it once and I'm like, OK, <laughs> this is too deep. I'm not in the mood for this right now. I got to wait. You got to be in the right mood. <laughs> like I was telling <laughs> like I was telling Sam when we did Jess Franco, we did uh, oh. it was our second or our third movie was Succubus. <laughs> and and I and so we're and I said right away, we talked about it on the show, but I said right away, I was like, I was like, Chip, is this over my head or is this just kind of a dumb movie? I'm like, yeah. I feel like I need to be smarter to watch this. And it's like we said about Robert Rodriguez. Sometimes a dog is a dog or whatever. Dog. This was like, yeah. I'm like, I think there's chips. Like, I think she's like an assassin who was activated to be the devil now. And she's and I'm like, yeah, I go. But that whole thing with the psychiatrist stuff was cool. And like then yeah. them like attacking her was weird. And that the thing and about then what Jess was, Franco in general is that you really have to be on the right move. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and, and that's where Sam was make, like Sam goes, I'm 14 away from completing my Jess Franco. I, I, I got I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because I'm I'm the person that I've seen quite a few of his films, but mm -hmm. then I always regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, what have I done? I need a palate yeah. cleanser. I need to go for a walk. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> for sure. After I yeah. watch a Jess Franco movie. You know? Well, and it's like uh, I listened to um last podcast on the left. And they were talking about recently, the guy talked about Necromantic. One of the guys, he's a comedian. His name's Henry Zabrowski. He was in uh, Wolf Wall Street. Uh, he's a writer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he said that he tried to watch Necromantic because people were like, oh, you should see it. And he goes, it was gross and it was disgusting. And I love that shit, but I couldn't watch it. Couldn't and get I'm it, like, yeah. And I remember yeah. years ago watching that and what was then called no it was something as a movie that was banned in 36 countries was what the cover said i rented it from some video store and what it ended up being was hannibal holocaust cannibal holocaust but it was uh, yeah. done under uh -huh. no something i don't know nobody gets out alive or something yeah. Yeah. yeah and so but i remember watching that semi recently and i was like it's the animal thing like oh like yeah. when you when you hear yeah. like like, nope. okay, they, they killed the pig and the turtle nope. and they can give those to the tribe for food. That's okay. But when you see that turtle moving, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, no, no, no. Nope. No, but, I, I just did eight cannibal films for an oh, article. Shit. Oh, shit. It's coming out. Yeah. It, it's coming out like the beginning of next year in uh, Driving Asylum, the, the, the fanzine. Uh -huh. I did eight cannibal films from 1980. And I fast forwarded because I knew those scenes were in there and I yeah. hadn't seen it for that reason. Yeah. So I got the time code and I mm -hmm. was like, here's where I need to skip. Yeah. So I watched it. There was three films on there where I was like, no, we're not doing that. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'll never get it out of my head. I'm an animal lover. I'm a yeah. nature lover. Yeah. Um, and there but, were two Jess Franco films on that list. And I'm just like, oh, oh wow. good Lord. 
but and there's like, like we, one of them has like a tribe of white guys dressed up like cannibals uh-huh. <laughs> that are supposed to be a tribe. Wow. <laughs> and Jess Franco is one of the cannibals. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but after doing those eight films, I was just like, ah, OK. Yeah, you're like, yeah, give me some uh, Aladdin or some, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I watched I watched Stripes as a palate cleanser. Like, there you go. <laughs> you know, Ghostbusters. That, I'm like, I love ah, that. Yeah. I love that graduation scene. <laughs> It's interesting because um, that thing about kind of like what we said about this, where you have layers to it. So Cannibal Holocaust may have been done this way, but it's also the how manner humans can become animalistic and they become of pieces yeah. of shit, just like the cannibal tribe that they're yeah. trying to run from. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And For, from those, there's three, two or three of the films on my list that had Robert Kerman, the actor. Mm-hmm. in them and yeah. i went down the robert kerman rabbit hole <laughs> and realized he was actually a porn actor oh wow. <laughs> so i googled him and i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> okay that's and like that's bad. he never had a better career because he's not a bad actor yeah um, because he did those other films like he had an yeah. agent and once the agent found out that he did these films they fired him oh wow well that's all like he the- wanted was to pay his rent and I Stall- felt sorry for him. Like, was- yeah, Stallone didn't mention it on this new documentary he did on Netflix. Yeah. But that movie he did was like a softcore porn of him yes. in the shower. I know. And, I've seen but it. But yeah. like he explained, <laughs> like I was doing movies just to make money. Like to I needed money. to pay rent. Like I had yeah. to do that. Like the That's story right. that I recently heard. And then we should probably uh, wrap it up. Yeah, um, yeah. At least here. I could talk to you forever. You're like, I got shit to do. <laughs> um, that um, somebody he was he wanted he sold his dog for 60 bucks and then rocky came out and was big and he wanted his dog back and the guy yeah. was like uh 600 and he was like but you gave me 60 for it and he's like no and so he's like fine so he he said i'll put you in the next movie so he's in rocky too like oh. he's one of the guys that's like you know what are you deaf didn't you hear what i said what are you deaf yeah yeah but he got his dog back so yeah got his dog back and put the guy in the movie but yeah it's all that stuff that you hear henry winkler was like no you need to Mm -hmm. sell the script like you know yeah i know it's 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 not an easy business but yeah but that's that's the thing so that's what's opening me up more to for one i'm open to horror now to watch these horror movies when before like i said i was a little wimpy about it and was like i don't know those are scary and me and my cousin kind of the same thing your way in is nightmare on elm street oh well it's funny so it's okay and then Uh later you're like okay um then uh you watch a serb my buddy was like hey when i was in the military a serbian film we had no 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 and he's like watch this movie and he and i watch it and i go this looks beautiful and then you get to the end and you're like holy shit yeah that sam asked me we were first yeah. getting to know each other he said yeah. what's what's your what's your your line in the sand is that yeah. movie yeah i hated it yeah i don't want it to exist yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. hated that movie <laughs> like, it's, yeah it's well um, made yes yeah 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 demented. i question the sanity of the guy who made it yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah like that's not necessary yeah for <laughs> sure especially when he he just took his short and made it long like i'm gonna do no. that like instead of like like you can do something else, but yeah. I I, I somebody had dared me to watch it, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that dare. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 
I don't recommend it to anyone. It should yeah, it, all it, prints should be burned. It's it's I'm the not same. for censorship, but that movie's hateful. <laughs> well, it's a, exactly it's the same as <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing where you look at that and you go, Does this guy hate women? Does he hate family? I think like, so. What's going on? I think he's got a, he... some serious issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you know but, that the guy who directed it, he has an acting school in Serbia. He was arrested last year for abusing his students. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That did not uh, surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. On the other end of that, we were talking about American Beauty. And, you know, Kevin Spacey, they got rid of all charges like he wasn't yeah, found guilty. He was acquitted. But the word but the word is already out. And I think if you talk to non-film people, they're going to be like, oh, Kevin Spacey, but. It's like, come on, you know, it's hard to it's like that movie Doubt that I loved about Doubt was mm -hmm. when the priest was talking, he's talking about and they showed it. It's like a pillow that broke and all the feathers are flying around. It's already out there that he might have molested this girl. And that's mm -hmm. all that, you know, Meryl Streep had to do was say something. And now it's out there and he can't yeah. put it back in the box. And Kevin Spacey was known when I lived in L.A. for partying with younger people. Yeah. Like I had seen photos from yeah. friends who had attended parties. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, Kevin. Yeah. Like, All right. But this is before he was out. So, yeah. but everybody knew. Everybody yeah, knew. Yeah. 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 It wasn't a big deal. Nobody yeah, cared. Was... Yeah. But the, there were a lot of like kids. I want to say kids. They were definitely, you're going, was he 18? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Photo? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So even yeah, though it's... he was acquitted, he's definitely those yeah, stories right were yeah it was yeah the, the yeah that kid yeah, was 14 like there's still something but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah i'm not sure. i'm not on that bandwagon i'm just saying yeah. a fact that's all i yeah. was exactly i don't want you to go i'm never going to be on here again you believe no, not in at child all. molester no, no i no, don't no. but i, will I tell love you, kevin spacey's films i when do, we do it's when we do roman polanski's movies that you can yeah. be on okay. yeah. i um, liked um uh rosemary's baby and i loved yes. that uh, thing they, death and the maiden i thought death they, and the maiden was genius <laughs> i i think i saw that a long time ago when it came out but um no i was making a joke about uh, when once upon a time and then we will end because everybody was like this is a four-hour podcast longer than saying yeah, no uh, i'm sorry <laughs> um no no it's it's my fault they keep talking you can cut it down cut it down the thing yeah yeah the thing <laughs> with um uh the uh roman polanski so when i got out of once upon a time in hollywood i was still sitting with it trying to figure it out and i get home and i write my buddy who's in michigan and i said hey the guy that did my et tent too and um oh, nice. i said uh i said hey um i said i really like that that was like a love letter to polanski and a love letter yeah. to sharon tate and he was like no fuck polanski he's a child and i was like oh my god okay wait you're right you know but then like and it, and I think yeah. Quentin apologized for later. But at one point, Quentin was like, she was 13. She knew what she was doing. She knew he was a celebrity. She he wanted to apologize for it. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. But my yeah. thing was with that, too, is Roman Polanski is like lost Sharon Tate. You know, maybe he's messed up in the head, but he's whatever. messed up. But, oh, he's definitely messed up. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But what yeah. they showed what they showed recently was uh, that thing that Quentin put in the book about Sharon Tate is there with him filming Rosemary's baby. And mm -hmm. he says, she goes, why aren't you filming her face in that scene? When Ruth Gordon is on the bed, I can think of Ruth Gordon. I can't think of anybody mm -hmm, else. Mm -hmm. Ruth Gordon's on the bed. Why are you not filming her Me face? Pharaoh, and yeah, he's, yeah. and he said, well, watch. And then when, uh, when they went to see the premiere and everybody leaned over, everybody leaned over. Yeah. And there yeah. was the cinematographer or somebody on one of these Insta Instagram 
reels or whatever that told that exact story and that they got to show it. So he was like, yeah, we were like, so we'll move the camera here. He's like, no, move it back over here. And he's like, why? And he goes, sure enough, everybody in the audience leans over to see mm -hmm. what the phone calls about. And it's like, That's I don't feel that that film once upon a time in Hollywood is a love letter to Polanski so much as it is a love letter to Hollywood and right. Sharon Tate. Yes. And that's what I changed to was then I said, no, yeah. you're right. I said, I was wrong. Yeah. I yeah. said, uh, Sharon Tate and uh, Hollywood. And I said, the thing that made me cry at the end of that was when Sharon Tate says, you want to come up for drinks? And he goes, sure. Yeah. And she says, yippee. And I'm just yeah. crying. I'm like, oh, my me God. Too, like, me that's too. So, yeah, I'm like, I oh. read I read Helter Skelter when I was in high school and I never forgot mm -hmm. like this is. Yeah horrific yeah yeah and he gave her quentin gave her the ending she deserved yeah 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 for sure you know my 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 dad uh we'll cut this out however but yeah. my dad when he i called him one time i'm like dad have you seen that movie he goes yeah i saw it it was good he goes but at the end she's gonna get killed anyway i go why he goes because that guy shows up at the gate he goes like manson's already in there i go that's not manson that's james the uh, uh Siebel. see can't think of his name. Jay Sebring. Yeah, yeah, Jay Sebring. Yeah. I go, that's Jay Sebring. And he's like, no, he had a beard. There's a guy. I go, no, dad. The guy with mm -hmm. the beard was in the ice cream truck. And he's like, mm -hmm. no, I think you need to watch it. You'll get something. I go, so you didn't get what I got out of it because mm -hmm. you thought they were all going up together with Manson and that Manson was going to do. And then you start thinking, does my dad even know that Manson never killed? Nope. Like that it wasn't, you know, does he yeah, think he didn't read Manson did the killing? Yeah. yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. it was the whole family. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. like they yeah. said on last podcast on the left, they said Tex was they were making mushrooms and he took this big handful and just took a big bite and mm -hmm. then went out that night. And he was, yeah. you know, doesn't remember was, any of it. He was a real intelligent guy who was, mm -hmm. you know, going to be great, but not now. But nope. yeah, he's a piece of shit. So, yeah, I'm glad he got what he got. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah. uh, but it's uh, it's all that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, How do you do you want to do like a like a wrap up like we did the wrap up do you want to do like a do you have like a way you end all of yeah, these yeah. podcasts yeah like, you don't yeah, listen okay. to my show how dare you no, i do but i've only heard listened. like no, two so far i've only fine. heard two. no i i have the, i have the wrap up right now thank you for making okay. me stop talking and put it's okay it in it's okay uh uh thank you jennifer and thank you for joining us we hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making tarantino goodbye goodbye